went to the Dole Plantation. It was fucking horrible. But, <laughs> but I met a chick. <laughs> well, hey, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. <laughs> Glad you're with us today in studio. Let's just go around the room. Tell us who you are, what you do. We'll start here. Grant Wood. I'm a therapist. Lance Strickland. Co-host. Stripper. <laughs> Steve Janky, I'm just the residential jackass and show up once a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So guys, how's your soul? How was your week? Hey, I'm, your, I'm stealing did, that. Did Grant, you say Grant asked me how did you other, how's say your how's your soul or how's your soil? How's your because <laughs> I, being the Johnson County suburbanite that I am, took my two bags of soil down to the Johnson County Extension office before I coming down here for the podcast, and I'm gonna get myself a soil test, my first one, gentlemen. No shit. I will what let the you, fuck are they testing? They test all kinds of cool stuff, like how much fertilizer you're supposed to have, how much lime, like the pH balance of your lawn. Dude, you've gone I'm going so Johnson all, County, bro. Oh, I'm going all in on it. I'm going all in. How many bodies are buried in your yard? Right. in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of calcium, you know, like broken down bones? No, I'm just curious, like, is your lawn not looking right? You're no, just... it looks great. I want it to look perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what's so funny is this is true. Yeah, oh, it's true. <laughs> you if I'm like going to be out in that earth, you like to dig down into that that soil, man. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we talking literal, or metaphorical now? Are we just, like, are literal. we changing no, conversations? I'm, no, I'm literal. Just like, literal. What thread is like this? Some people yeah. just some people just want to get in that dirt. You know, the, the reason is because I follow our lawn care uh-huh. on Reddit, uh-huh. and they this is the time to go get your soil test. So. I want to know, you know, like if I'm going to go out there and buy all the stuff, I'm like, I might as well, you know, be doing it right. Right. That's just kind of my personality. That's interesting. That's right. So Do you want to know something about me? There's, there's an angle That's into new. me that, that you probably, no you know, idea. Right. yeah, 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 man. That is an earth cool, person, though. an earth sprite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about, what, I mean, everybody else doing good, good, anything exciting this yeah. week worth Telling no. to did you guys people that, this will lose a few out of the group did you guys see the ending to that uh gonzaga um oh that was fantastic what, you know what wait, what yeah as soon as he let that ball fly i knew that thing's going in. did I you just, really my gut was like he nailed it and he did oh uh, was this baseball no basketball basketball oh. so it was a number it was number 11 ucla playing number one gonzaga and gonzaga hasn't lost one game all season so oh. they're completely undefeated now they're playing in the national championship but everyone thought, of course, it's going to be a blowout because when you got an eleven playing a one, and they now let, they've made it this far, right? I mean, but is this is championships or something. So it was the semifinals, final four. Yeah, it was final four. Okay. And so UCLA tied it up with like one point seven seconds or three so, seconds to go. Three seconds to go, but they're on their end. So you got to throw it in and dribble down and shoot. And that. And he shot probably like maybe. 3 40, to 4 feet over feet. the half le- halfway line shot it up banks it off the glass for a 3 and they won he runs off and So that was the <laughs> that shot was, that won that was it the was one so of course that, they went oh, ballistic he never forget that never day, and he could never moment. make that shot he probably if you know once out of 10 times just drew it was a great game it was a great Interesting game fact about me i can make uh, half court shots most of the time really really do you have a certain shooting style i had style? a basketball court in my backyard uh as yeah. growing up as a kid, I had a basketball court. You had one in Olathe too. Uh-huh. I played yeah. I played back yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I kind of mastered that for whatever reason. That long. How shot. do you what's your what's your style? What's I, your from, stroke? I, from my hip, I 
from my hip. Really? Yeah, I go like that. Oh, and launch oh it. but you still push it up. Oh, yeah, I still push you're it. You're not like, I come so, from way down here. Like, I don't go from here and go, wow. Yeah. I come from way down here. And Interesting. How'd you learn that? You know, I, I was in an intramural league. I'm not a great basketball player yeah. at all. Yeah. My ex was really good at basketball, but uh, I was in an intramural league and we were farting around. They said, hey, who can make a half court shot? And I was like, I can. And, and I, did it and so that then I, I started practicing that shot all the time i just go to the gym in college Dude. half court half court half court all day there's got to be like an espn ocho the eight that has like half court shooting competitions you can catch I, I would yeah like i really can't make it most did of the time. my ex and jana did they play in a basketball league together <gasps> they did. oh my gosh they just thought of that they did it was up there at that rec center yes holy smokes yeah. i forgot all My about ex, that like, she's really good yeah like, i remember really that yeah oh yeah she was like little point guard. super yeah point guard she's yeah. super competitive oh i totally and, remember that yeah yeah man <laughs> you see what happened she finally, she finally gave it up when Jesus. she broke what did she she broke her finger like in two snapped it in two and then did she break her wrist like she got so many injuries yeah. playing hardcore basketball. Dunking yeah. on Lance's that finally, right. yeah, she's right. They yeah. were on the same team. <laughs> yeah, they played together. Yeah, they right. played together. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. Well, so just FYI, I've been getting a lot of good feedback about the podcast, about Peckers, about this. Okay. Um, a lot of folks really enjoy our conversations around several things. One, they really one one female in particular. She goes, you know, it's, she's twenty five. So I've had middle-aged women and young women and guys and girls, everybody. But uh, this girl, she's 25, and she said, you know, I just love your podcast. I love the Peckers episode, especially because hearing men share about their feelings or their lives or what they're interested in or their struggles mm -hmm. or whatever, they, they, she just found it super. She's like, I've listened to tons of podcasts, and, and you don't really hear that. Or you hear mm -hmm. a very canned, staged mm -hmm. kind of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they said they really valued the just kind of the authentic, raw, you know, uh, yeah. unscripted kind yeah. of conversation. And uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. And someone from South Africa emailed me. Wow, yep. nice. Loves the podcast. So I got an angle. Can can we? Can I take it and and go Absolutely. deep into the soil right go, here from man. the start? Just go because you got to go three inches down according to the paperwork they send you, you to get, get the right it. sample. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Wait, go straight. Are we talking about what are we talking about? We're talking yeah, metaphorical it. there. Yeah, you lost me. So <laughs> so I had so it was Easter right over the weekend and uh, Michelle's family. Her mom was in town, so we're celebrating her birthday. So we went over to Michelle's brother's house. And they have three really small kids. And it just reminded me, you know, of my days of those, you know, and it, it was it was rough. You know, it was like, man, I'm glad I'm not in that stage anymore, you know. And and so, you know, you just you can kind of vicariously feel it. And I noticed that what what they are able to do or I hope like like you could sense some tension between mom and dad, you know, a little bit like your son's over there running the restaurant running like you didn't like, hold on. I'm trying to fit. No, no, you need to go get like, I just, you know, like I, my emotions were just escalated. You know, you guys can feel it, right? You know exactly what I'm, I'm describing or whatever. And Grant, you'll appreciate this. I think, you know, for me, I, I thought about it later. I was just doing some self-reflection on it and I thought, man, well, let me back up. It, 
it was somewhat of a negative feeling for me because it reminded me of how I didn't know how to handle those situations and I turned them into worse. And I thought the key there is, is you've got to learn how to turn toward each other and reconnect because parenting at that age is just sucks balls. I mean, it's just yep. not fun. And, yeah. and, you know, even though you love your kids, it's just, they're, I mean, they're three small children, so they're all over the place all the time. There's no rest and relaxation until they're in their beds at nighttime type of thing. You know what I mean? And I just realized, I was like, you know, I, I've been reflecting on this a lot because I'm like, it's just so, like, how do you do it? You know, like, you got to have a really strong connection after all of that to really come back together. You know, you guys said, I told you we're going to go three inches deep. I know yeah. I'm going a little deeper right off the beginning. About 12 inches right, deep, right. Right. <laughs> but I guess my question for you guys is, is that something you struggled with? And, and here's, let me, let me compare it to where I'm at now with Michelle even though her and I will have some little disagreement about something, and maybe it's just where we're at a little bit later in life, we're really good at being able to like reconnect. You know, everybody's got, the, and this is my question for you guys is what's your reconnecting style? Do you try to throw a little humor in? Do you, do you throw the arm over to give them like, what's your ticket to try to, to get reconnected to your partner um, in those type of situations for me, it was always, it's always humor. Yeah. You know, and, and when it, yeah, <clears throat> kids can put a real strain on a relationship for sure. Oh yeah. Mm. Especially when you have different parenting styles. I think that, 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 that can be a real challenge, you know, if one's super disciplinary and the other one's very loosey goosey and then trying to merge those two and, and find a happy place to, to quote unquote, be on the same page. That can be challenging, you know, and it can put a lot of strain <laughs> on the relationship. Um, but for me, it's always been humor. Humor is like my thing. And that's still your go-to card. I mean, I realize you're dating, so it's hopefully you're not getting in any sort of no, like real, not but, at this point, no. but I think everybody has a style. Yeah. Grant, what's yours? And you know, if I'm being honest, which I'm going to be, cause everything else you know, just doesn't work. But in honesty, I would always tend to like withdraw. Sorry, guys. I'm like that's okay. It's her. I I would withdraw. <laughs> it's her. Tim. I would. My first instinct. So I'm a I'm a peacemaker, right? Like you know anyone out there knows Enneagram, but I'm a nine peacemaker. My instinct is create peace at all costs. Okay. And so when those situations would happen, my, my first move would be to try to try to soothe it or calm it down or like reassure. And if that didn't, if that didn't work, if I couldn't like slow things down, I would withdraw. And then like, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really re-engage until she said something or maybe okay. the next day. So I wasn't a real good, I mean, I, I would use humor, but it, it backfired on me a lot. Like you, you can use humor as a repair attempt, but you better have your timing right. It better be the right scenario or else right. you're just going to dig it way deeper. <laughs> right. So, so humor never really, <laughs> yeah. never really worked for me. Um, yeah. I, I just, I do everything I can to try to deescalate the situation. That's, is that my... is that i mean that you were kind of speaking i think from relationally like romantic relation but is that uh -huh. have you is that your style across the board like 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 say you have a, a little bit of a riff with a lady across the counter at the fast food restaurant or something you know what i mean like okay so because i withhold a lot and like when there's tension i try to soothe it and calm it down i do i reuptake a lot of like anger 
frustration. So there's other times I sound like a real <laughs> asshole. So there's other times if I feel disrespected and if it's not someone that I'm real attached to, like I can totally go ape shit. Really? Yeah. Dude, I can, that, I can, I could nice. never I can, see Grant. You have that. not, you've not seen it and you probably won't, but like it, it, um, <laughs> it can well up inside and just powder keg and with the right situation. Like, especially if it's like something's happening to my kids, like, I was crossing the street one time with my son after the car show and this guy blows up right into the crosswalk and uh -oh. he, he brushes my leg oh. and he lays on the horn. Oh, and yeah, I just so could, like any any dad, right? You're going to yeah. be flooded anyway. But like yeah. I felt something I've never felt before. And I turned around and I punched a dent in this guy's hood of his car. Oh. I, mean, I hit it so hard. And I didn't feel anything. I, I told my son, I said, Liam, go to the curb. <laughs> And he took off for the curb and I smashed this guy's hood in his car with my hand. And then he had this look on his face. Like, are we, what, like, are we doing this? He said, uh -huh. he's like, are we doing this? I'm like, no, you're going to get your dented ass car out of this intersection right now. <laughs> and by the time I had got done saying that some other dude rolled up beside him and was like, I'm going to pop a cap in your ass. So like, and he's talking about, you was, were the, the he guy was talking about the guy driving the, dri the car. Okay. So it was escalating. So when that happened, I got out my son, I turned on my son had just kept walking. He, he didn't only go to the curb. He just kept walking down the street. <laughs> so I had to go get him. I was so like, it's not always like that. Right. Right. But like if I feel, Certain times, if I'm not if I'm not regularly expressing like my stress to friends and community, something can happen and I can just I can snap. Yeah. And I always hate it afterwards. I'm like, ah. you know, because I, I don't want to do that. But that's kind of just. Yeah. Honestly, that's that's, that's me. That's kind of what I do. That's interesting. I, I've had I, to, I have to work really hard to be assertive and like put it out there and like engage conflict because my instincts are like avoid conflict. Mm. Yeah. My instincts are to avoid conflict too. My, where mine leaks into is resentment. What mm -hmm. happens What that's what I, and it, not only resentment, but it's like, Oh, fine. You're going to do that. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this over here. Right. I'm going to get what I fucking like passive want. aggressive. Very right? passive yeah. aggressive. I do, yeah. I do that too. Yeah. Interesting. Where, now it's, it's, I try not to be passive, uh, like directly, like in a mean way, but it's like, I'll just go inward. I won't express my anger, but I'm yeah. growing resentful inside. Yeah. Are you, are you a, um, introvert? I am kind of, yeah. ish. you know, it's funny. Cause I'm so, I seem to be such an extrovert. Yeah, I know. But I've learned that people yeah. that seem to be, they need to recharge. Right. And you have a lot of you alone time. So I didn't know if I that's intentional. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't mind being alone. I like really I can don't. see you grant being introvert, but very I, much. So. Okay. Yeah. Very much. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. probably more introverted even yeah, than yeah. I am. I'm an introvert. You know, I, I love people like I, Oh yeah. I have, and I can, I can come to life in certain situations and you wouldn't guess it, but like, yeah, I, I don't get energy by, being around other people i right. recharge by myself so yeah that makes sense what about you I, I, like, I don't like me anymore after talking about that <laughs> <laughs> i think it's sometimes especially when your business is people you know i mean it's, yeah i'm around people oh, yeah. all the time i'm doing yeah. weddings i'm doing crowds i'm teaching yeah. it's like yeah which i love i really enjoy it but because that's my work yeah sometimes when it's my personal time it's like i just want to sit alone or be with a good friend have a cigar you know like yeah. just chill yeah you know? Janky, yep. what about you, brother? Oh, come on, Janky. 
So Great. like, how, what's my soil depth? Like, I, that, I, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when are you going to get your soil test? Yeah, stuff? really, really. Well, I did. I Jeez. need to eat more fiber. <laughs> we're going to compare pH balances. Yeah, you could do that another way. Oh, so yeah. Answer that question. I got another question when you're done with that because this about is the soil test. Well, it's it's something like no, that. about reconnecting the yeah. You know, for me. I, I use humor, but it's very self-centered humor. I, I'm always real quick to laugh at myself, mm. you know, because I'm kind of a jackass, you know. Mm. And I mean, outside of that, I mean, scotch and poor life. Just, I'm joking. Nope, nope. If anybody knows me listening, they know that that's probably <laughs> usually kind of not true. But <laughs> no, I mean, for me, also it's service. I, I'm big into service. You know, like if stuff goes wrong. Oh, yeah, that's good. If stuff goes wrong, whether I'm at fault or it's the, yeah. the world or whatever, you know, I was yeah. always taught, like, if you can't make it better, make it easy, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I know, you know, and take mine with a grain of salt because, you know, I had the same luck with marriage as you guys. But, you know, whenever like stuff would get hard, I'd do whatever I could to make life easier for my partner. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, we're there for mutual support and stuff like that, you know. And, right. and the other thing with me is I'm like, I got a really long fuse. I'm really big in the understanding. I'm really big in understanding why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling about stuff. And, you know, it helps me let go of resentments because, you know, I learned Oh, I used to be so fucking bad at this. I learned a long time ago, just because I have a resentment against someone doesn't necessarily mean it's their fault, you know? Uh -huh. So I don't always need to voice that, you know? So, right. you know, I do a lot of meditation and looking inward and uh -huh. examining feelings that pop up with me and kind of not saying, oh, they're not valid, but examining why they're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. What know? was the catalyst? You mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot, of, a lot of that has to do with, you know, being mindful, letting go of those initial thoughts that come up when you look at a feeling, uh -huh. you know, because... You know, most of the shit, shit that goes through our brain is just shit. It's the monkey uh, screaming at us, yep. you know, and yeah. which I love that I found that part about it because mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed now to say either look at myself and be like, what am I acting like this for? Like, and it usually I can trace it three or four steps back uh -huh. to 10 in the morning. And, it, you know, and I'm like, man, I was kind of on edge right after that meeting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and if you don't yeah. know that, that you're you're trying to fix a, you know, you're trying to figure out the situation at six o'clock at night when you need to back up eight hours and really deal with the, the that's oh. the part that I think is really hard to do. Or if somebody else is having like Michelle's kind of, you know, little or something or anyone, you know, even if you, Timmy, were kind of like that little cantankerous or something, you know, I'd be like, what's, what's going on? Do you had mm -hmm. something going on? You know, like, I'm not afraid to ask that. Like, let's talk about it. I, I sure. like d digging into that. Oh, yeah. And one thing is with men in particular, we have anger issues. You know, I mean, even even if we're not out there being rage filled assholes, a lot of our stuff comes back to anger. And, you know, I, I can't remember where I read this, but they said anger is a secondary emotion. Mm. I say it's like ang anger just likes to play all the positions on mm -hmm. the field, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the sadness yeah. and hurt and lonely are all in the dugout going, wait, dude. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know, awesome. So we, you know? we try to bottle up this anger. Yeah. But we never address why the yeah. fuck it's there to begin yeah. with. Yeah, right. That's a big like, thing. Yeah. yeah. Men, the good news is men, men can learn to, to identify that emotion and communicate it, but it's mm -hmm. not, it's not second nature. And a lot of it depends on how you grew up too. If mm -hmm. your family never talked about that stuff, then it's hard to learn, but it can be learned. Thank God. I've always been in touch with my, my, you know, that, what are the, in touch with my feelings or my emotional yeah. side. I've been able to communicate that and be pretty self-aware, but, but definitely there, there is the mask emotion where that anger, but yeah, down deep, you're like, you're one, you want to cry, mm -hmm. you feel betrayed or hurt or sad, uh -huh. you know? And you don't you don't know really how to how to how to handle it. But I know Steve said something that was very fascinating. You know, sometimes you know you try to soothe the situation, or you're, you're trying to 
um, reconcile or whatever you're trying to do. And sometimes you're just, it's like, it's like if two different languages, like I'm trying to soothe talking to you, Lance in Chinese, and you're only speak English being like, what the fuck is he saying? Like, I don't mm -hmm. get it. And that's mm -hmm. so tough when it's like everything I'm doing to soothe the situation. It's just not working. That's you know, when you just feed them. You know what I realized? Is <laughs> Food's I, a universal. <laughs> what I finally realized is that men, not just men, there are, there are women to do this too, but like we really believe that we can soothe somebody by explaining to them why they shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, <laughs> and it's like, and it makes, it feels like it should work. And it just painfully doesn't like <laughs> validating someone is the only way to go. Like right. I see you and why you're sad and why you're upset and you make sense to me. You don't have to agree with their oh, perspective like of reality. You don't have to yeah. agree with them, but you do have to recognize that emotions always make sense and they're never wrong. So, but how many times, even after knowing that it's like, well, well, don't be mad because I didn't say that. I said this, or uh -huh. well, I meant to get that, and I think I think they're gonna be sued, and it just it never works. What's yeah. that? What's that? The TV show uh, where there's like all these different couples. There's a gay couple, a straight couple. There, she's a realtor. Modern Family. Modern Family. Yeah. Okay, there's so this one show in the Modern Family that this exact scene is on there. So he, his wife comes home and she's like, eh, my boss and all that. And he goes, well, you know, you should do a better job. Maybe if you uh -oh. work. Well. So he's yeah. doing that. He's trying to fix it. Yeah. Right. And it does not work. Well, then they do a rewind. They said, how, like he got coached uh -huh. how he should have done it. She comes home. She's like, my boss is a piece of shit. Uh -huh. and, he, and he literally sits down and goes, yeah, she is a bitch. What, what are you going to do? to uh -huh. You know, like totally just uh -huh. sympathizes with her uh, and good. agrees with her and says, yeah, we're going to get her. We're yeah. going to, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to slash her tires. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And then she gets all turned on, yeah. you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> Actually, that's something I learned. I mean, this was explained to me very clearly by a, by a woman I was I went on some dates with pretty early when I was single because I was really fucking bad at this. But you know, she said that sometimes, and this is a men woman thing. You know, like you come to me with a problem, you know, and I like I want to get my tools out and fix it, or you know, get the shovel out and go bury a body. You know, let's make this right. You know, <laughs> right. but you know, she finally explained to me. She's like, listen, women aren't always like that. You know, sometimes they just want to unpack verbally. You know, and right. by the time. By the time I come to Timmy with a problem, it's going to be like, Timmy, listen, I got this problem, this, this, and this need to be addressed. You know, here's kind of my idea. And if Timmy's got an idea, you know, then we're going to get some tools and yeah. shovels right. and we're going to go take care of shit, you know. But, you know, she's, she's like, women aren't always like that, you know. And so I learned I just sit and I listen and I listen. And then when she finally pauses for a breath, I go, are you trying to solve this tonight? Or do you just want me to listen yeah, for right that's now? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's okay to ask. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, because yeah. I'm very much. I'm a very technical guy. I'm, you know, I'm like reading other people and communication. I've been working on it a lot. I've done really well, but I did learn that, you know, when in doubt, just ask. You tag on the end, you go, you know, do you want me to just listen or do you want me to help you solve it? Because baby, I can be both. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, just, just want to rub your feet. Is that what just, you want? Uh, Here's more chocolate. Just, yeah. You yeah. know what? What did you do? Don't what offer do? to rub the back. They're going to think you're trying to move in. And the John oh, <laughs> that's so true, <laughs> man. Whoops. The John Legend song's playing on my phone all the time. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe that's what it was when I was at the bar and I met that girl. I said, hey, can I rub your feet? She was all wigged out. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you weren't at the foot bar, probably. <laughs>
<laughs> you bought her like two drinks. Ooh, that's an idea. Right? Ooh, that is an idea. The barefoot bar. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Rubble. No, that's like that's a good. That's actually a really good thing that men. I know for me, you know, when I'm hearing problems, I'm you know in my mind, I'm like, just dump that girl. Why right. are you friends with her? She's right. crazy. Right. Just you know. Right. But no, that she's a dear friend. I've known her for years. She was there in the hard times. Yeah. You're like the oh, uh, oh my god. Well, one you asked me one time like if I was a superhero, you know, what would my my power be, you know, and and um I can't remember what I said. I think it was something about, you know, being able to define what's a real woman, but anyway, define the real problems. <laughs> I think one of my other superpowers that I would love to be able to have would be to figure out how to step out of that conversation that's going on and you said it earlier Grant, kind of slow the music down. Because as I'm talking about it, I hear you know, Steve's saying, you know, you want, you know, we want just to talk about it. But when I'm in, or do you want me to fix it? When I'm in the conversation, I'm getting ramped up. Yeah. And, oh. and then, and I don't know how to slow my own music down. And I so then you. I just mess it all up. Yep. But if I can have the superpower of being able to step out of the conversation and kind of think through them in some sort of systematic way and then think, ah, it would go a lot better. I learned a lesson about that too. <laughs> See, it's been a big year for learning communication. I can tell. <laughs> Actually, Steve is a, like learning. I know. I actually had a communication coach for a while because I was Sweet. so fucking really. Bad. Oh yeah, and it helped me at work. Helped me with like I personal got, talking. We got to talk. I got to understand. Okay, don't forget your yeah. thought. But let's go back to that because I want to understand okay. what a communication coach does. But you can totally call a timeout, and that's something I never thought ever would have worked until I did it. I was like, I'm gonna get in such deep shit, but I got no idea what's going on. You know, I had this friend. She was a good friend. We weren't romantically involved, and she was kind of having a meltdown. Wouldn't know where we were, what we are, blah, blah, blah. And, and so she called me and she's like dumping all this stuff on me. I was like, okay, listen, listen, listen. I was not ready for all this right now. I was like, but it's important to me because it's important to you. Mm -hmm. I was like, so is there any way that I can take this and I can chew on it and I can, and you have to say, you know, basically say, I, I need to process this. Yeah. You got to say, I need a timeout for my benefit and then say, and then I'll give you a call in two hours and you got to set a time. Oh, okay. And okay. I never thought that would have worked. Holy shit. It was brilliant. Really? Oh, yeah. did, you, did you call in two hours? Or I absolutely called in two an hour hours. and 45 if, minutes. If, if he was 15. If you yeah. don't call in two hours and you're deep. Shit, you got you'll, another yeah, problem. You'll, you'll only get to play that card once if you pass it on. Right. But yeah, totally. no, it worked really well. I mean, okay. Yeah. She was, totally. she was calm. I was calm. I was able to, you know, say, all right, here's what I. So it was a little bit of a rift between the two of you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, and you know, it was just, I was just, you know, because she just came at me with all this stuff, mm -hmm. and I was like, I got no idea what the hell's going on. You know, your dating game is going to go up man, after this podcast. You know, part of my tr part of my learning curve right now relates to that. So, I've never really expressed anger much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have. I mean, I have, but never at someone. I've never been like, let's try it. Lance, yeah. fuck you and fuck you for saying that. That's not true. Like, I just right. don't. Right. Yeah, let's try it. I know. Let's do it, man. Let's push his buttons. Um, but since my divorce and since, you know, counseling, coaching and really working through, yeah. I realized that I wasn't being true to myself. And so mm. in this time frame, I've had a couple of encounters where I've been able to say, hey, what? Like express my, yeah. my angst or my, or go, you know what? Don't do that. That's not true. You know, like, don't say that or, yeah. you know, whatever. Like I've been able to stand up for myself and I don't know. I, I think it comes from, and I'm not that I'm trying to blame it on my religious upbringing. Cause it's not my, you know, it's not my family's fault, but anger. Well, someone said it. Anger just wasn't allowed. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't, it, you had to be sweet. You had to be kind. You had to be compassionate, yeah. understanding, long suffering. Yeah. It kind of was. So you basically fault. just take it up the fucking ass. Yes, it yeah. kind of was their fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of it definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. She should have grown but up. But it's like Jesus, you know, being like Jesus, <laughs> yeah. right? Of course, in the money changer thing, you know, that's a whole other story. But, but isn't that but, funny? We use, everybody goes to that example. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Jesus flipped over the tables right. in the temple with a whip. Yeah, I remember that part. But it was just like, you know, being moved with compassion. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's been a growing uh, thing for me to be able to express how someone's disappointed me or upset me. Or, you know, if someone's late, like used to, even when I had a larger, I had a church and had like six staff and they'd run late. I never said anything. Just because, you know, I didn't yeah. want to stir, I, you know. Yeah. They just, were a good, you just slashed their tires in the parking right. lot yeah, after like church. Passive aggressively, I just wouldn't get a raise, you know. But anyway, <laughs> um, now we're my, And I remember even my assistant at the time, she came to me and she goes, Timmy, she goes, you're too nice. You mm. have to stand up for yourself. The meeting starts at 10. They, they need to be here at 10. They're paid. They should yeah. fucking be there. Yeah. And that was, I don't know for sure what that was about but yeah. that that was always so hard i think because i didn't want anybody mad at me like if i if i if i scolded you then you might not like yeah. me anymore. all right i think that's probably more what it was is i didn't uh, you know i'm a little bit of a pe- i can be a people pleaser which shocks i think that you know you look at me and that kind of shocks like what <laughs> look you have tattoos all just on not on your face that's the one place <laughs> you don't have tattoos so i don't seem to appear like i would if you had like really that. dealt with your suppressed anger, you'd have tattoos on your face. See? <laughs> Next week, no, y'all. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're getting yeah, but right across my forehead. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I just heard we're getting face tattoos after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, most of, most of couples therapy is slowing them down. Like mm. it's like a dance lesson. Slow this down because you're all over each other's feet. Just slow it down, mm-hmm. and if they if they learn to slow it down, they can shape it different. But that's half the battle. Oh, I like it that. Down. Shape Ooh. it different. I like that. Yeah. All right, so um, we're back, and uh, something that's been on my mind because my birthday's coming up, boys. Oh, we Which, know by it the way, is. Are you guys coming to my birthday party? We can't tell it's you. April we, 16th. Oh, yeah. You know we're coming oh, to your yeah. birthday party. April 16th. You guys are both. Well, you're yeah. coming. I know you're coming. Yeah. What? Grant? You're, you're invited. April okay. 16th. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you were invited. I invited you to Facebook. You don't do Facebook very much. but No, that's right. Um, I, plus, I think you blocked me. But anyway. Uh, I did not block <laughs> you. No, I did not. I did not block No, I know. No, I didn't. <laughs> be there. No, so, Michelle and I need someone so, to hang out with. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, so, middle age thing. Here, I'm 52 on mm-hmm. April 14th. Someone's like, dude, have you got your prostate checked? Oh, like, man. Well, yeah, but not by a doctor. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never had that done. That's one thing. I, so, a little side skirt. I went on a date. This was a couple months ago. I swear to God. I'm sitting across, you know, doing the high, 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 the introduction yeah. thing, right? Met her online kind of thing. She asked me, she goes, are you into, pe-? she goes, are you into pegging? And yeah. I'm like. Am I into war? How strong is your taint? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, pegging. I go, I think I know what that means because I know what the word peg means. So yeah. <laughs> can you explain exactly what you mean by that? She goes, well, like, like, would you be into like if I had a strap on? And I'm like, oh, no. Like what? 100% no. no. I'm not even like kind of maybe yeah. 
curious like what i don't mm. care if that is a sense okay first I don't of care all if that's my g-spot i don't want my g-spot ever <laughs> how fucking does that touched. how does the conversation get itself to that place that's, yeah, that's what, what i'm curious yeah, i don't know man like. look at me and i mean that's just uh, it i came mean, up right uh, did I? <laughs> this guy looks look like at, he got tattoos he's in the yeah, she's talking to her friends later so what do you think when he walked in well i can tell you what i think he looked like he liked to get paid <laughs> And that's like, got like all over yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, like it's, yeah. yeah. You, I, like, you live no. in a different reality than than yeah, yeah. Me too. you know than at least than me right now. Yeah. So is there a question? Yeah. Right. Here's what my question. The, Hopefully, here's my question. Question. what's the question? <laughs> what's, I'm waiting for that question. Have you guys had your prostate check? Like that's what you're oh supposed to do goodness. when you get into your fifties. No. They say you're supposed to get it done no. every year. No, I have not. I haven't this year. I, oh, I get I get a physical like every other year. Every other and then year. I like reschedule it because of the whole prostate thing. Yeah, it's not the best part. Of I, you day. know what gives me hope is that one commercial we can mail it in now. That little cute guy. I checked my own prostate. <laughs> well, yeah, it's something you can do something. No, with I checked it. it. It feels fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit on this for five minutes and it's an app on your phone. Right. Oh, right. Oh man. No, I don't know, man. Fifty. The last time I. Yeah, you got a long time. Steve's like <laughs> the, the last time I had my checked. You know, you're there and the. Guys like been over and you hear that glove snap and then the next thing <laughs> oh. I hear the next thing I hear is he goes, Listen, man, nobody likes this. And then he then he does the exam and I was, I'm just like, Okay, you know, I gotta say this though. It's don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's like yeah, a good sensation, but like emotionally, like the knowing that you did something good for yourself that you were supposed I to do. I see. That that's like okay. Super yeah. Like after a physical, I feel like okay, nothing's really yeah, wrong. Yeah, all yeah. Of the ang- all the ang- anxious things I've been ho- uh, hoping that aren't wrong with me aren't wrong. Yeah. That's but what I, I feel like I, an old I thing. go like every two years. When I got a vasectomy, I remember, you know, when I was younger and guys were getting them and I'd be like, hey, they'd be like, oh my gosh, dude. I was like, what was it? Was it good? It's like literally they just stand there and kick you in the balls like that. And I was like, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Like I was freaked out. I was freaked out. And then when I got it, I was like, that was nothing. I hope that's the way the prostate exam is. You've never had one? No, I've never had one. You've never had a prostate exam? Never had one. Unless it... (laughs) I I can't believe it. But years and years ago. Not that... Why would I? I got one for every physical. I got one. No. <laughs> Who's your doctor, Grant? Oh, damn. Oh, damn it. Like, hey, it's Ever time to call Grant back in the office. Exactly. Grant, we got to check your prostate again. Uh-uh. <laughs> I've only had it done like a couple times, and that was back. I asked my, my I think I asked my doctor about I can't believe we're talking about prostate. Yeah. Simmy's fault. He yeah, it really is. Mid-life. It man. is. But um, when I had my, I asked him about it, and he said it's. Uh, I thought it was like after 40 or something in the beginning. Yep. He said, no, now it's after 50. Yep. So it's changed. Yeah. Hey, let's all go get one and then we'll have yeah, a Yeah, let's do report it. back. <laughs> okay. I'll do I'll bring mine and my lawn soil test with it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll we can do, share, we'll share, share results all around. Report we, back. I think we should just broadcast it with <laughs> and, and I and I can and I can share yeah. his little tidbit of saying, Hey, yeah, can we talk in two hours? Can you give yeah. me yeah. time okay. to fucking like smoke weed or get yeah. drunk? Like a tap dancing report and a pegging report. <laughs> Hey, I want to do the tap dancing thing I'm with stoked. you. I, like I really do. I'm like stoked. I'm actually gonna buy the shoes. I'm I'm gonna do it. I want to mm-hmm. do it. I've been wanting to do it for a long you time. You walk around that. Those things sound cool. When you walk around the house, are they kind of clicky? 
Oh, yeah, I fucking love the shit out of clicky shoes, man. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Like, the legit tap shoes just came to the Dude. And you look awesome. like you could be good at it. Oh, yeah. Like, he just has oh, that look yeah. like he could oh, yeah, he does. Man, nothing says don't give me any shit like walking around with a pair of tap shoes. Hey, I've seen, you know, yeah. I think I was talking to my, my daughter's huge in the theater and dance yeah. and all that stuff. And so she's kind of my teacher so far. And some of her friends who are in college and poor and all that stuff. And uh, it was funny because we were watching, uh, God, I think it was Top Hat from, with Fred Astaire and Ginger oh, Rogers. And I was like, you know what the great thing about these shoes was? The implication is that everybody just walked around in tap shoes just in case they needed Oh, the, right, you know right. I, mean? I was like, we Be should out on the sidewalk. And... We should make that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's my, the, oh. uh, newer, like when I was in what high school and college, who's the tap dancer? Everybody know? I know oh, who Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines for me was the best. I, I just watched Tap last night. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh -huh. 1989. Yep. Oh my God, so many legends Dude. in there. Gene Kelly, man. Oh, Gene, Gene Kelly. Oh, yeah. Gene Kelly. He's good, but I stare beats him. He does. Tap, man. He does. Yeah. But Gene Kelly, like. Gene's got the modern. That dude was a man. He was man. an athlete. Yeah. That I mean, dude was a badass. Yeah, when I, when I explain to people who Gene Kelly was, I'm like, imagine Hugh Jackman with talent. You know? Talent to tap. Oh, what? You don't like Hugh Jackman? I do. The greatest showman? Great. I do. And he, he's you know great. What? Honestly, that's where I kind of Gene like, Kelly would whoop okay, his ass. But yeah, Gene right. Kelly would whoop his ass. I mean, he really okay. would. Like the last 10 minutes of American in Paris, there's like this huge dance scene. I'm like, I got no idea how the fuck that tied into the movie. It's almost like the director's like, we got to fill 10 minutes. <laughs> Get Gene Kelly as jazz shoes and get him out there. And he yeah. just, I mean, it's it's just, just, it is. It's bad. Gene Kelly is oh. the Chuck Norris of Oh, yeah. Watch oh, I'm going to watch him then. I don't, yeah. I've never, I don't, I don't watch so Singing in the Ring. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Singing in the Ring is the best. Ever, so, uh, on that same kind of line, because he brought up movies, oh. who's like your, if you could go out with her, like who's your, who's your female actor that you're just, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Oh. Ooh. Like in the younger years, or yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God, I can tell you who mine was. It was Pamela Anderson, but oh, that's, that's so not. I know. Oh, Timmy, Blake Lively. She now. did make some great films. Or Char Lee <laughs> Theron. <laughs> did you hear Grant? Yes, she's great. <laughs> oh, Barb Wire was a nomination. Oh my for gosh, a classic. <laughs> Who's yours? You said Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn, man. Yeah. We can only pick one. Yeah, Blake Lively for me. Blake Lively? Blake Lively. Let me Blake look her Lively. up. Oh, 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 oh. They're an actor the last 40 years. I what what kind of love like, are you giving Charlize like, Theron, Grant? Dude, she's just... Who? She is all woman. Charlize Theron. Yes. I got to go to... Like, Char I, I, and I, I got to admit, like, is. Natalie Portman does it for me. Natalie Portman, just her intelligence. Natalie Portman? Portman. Oh, I just looked her up. And Charlie's there. She's dude. a cutie pie. Yeah, she's... Wait, you had to look up Natalie Portman. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know names. In, in Garden State, Natalie Portman. Just oh. so let me ask you guys this: Do you get more? You got. You do you get like lightly? What? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? I don't want to use the word turned on, but I'll just use it. But what? What gets you more excited? Not not me talking sexually, but just a local you know newscaster or someone that's a little bit more real in life or a celebrity i just like yeah. when i look at celebrities i'm like Paris i just Faulkner. don't get that excited but if you show me someone on the street that's not even but i'm like their their number goes up exponentially more to me because they're real life i don't know what the difference is for me it's adult film stars <laughs> 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 there's something about that i just get turned on no no that's a good question actually 
You know, it's a funny thing, right? Attraction. Mm. Guys are often blamed for just being physically attracted, just physical beauty. Mm-hmm. And 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 we were talking about this off off mic, just about how someone can be decent, you know, looking oh, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but their personality or their mannerisms or their right. way is just yeah. oh, it just fires yeah. me up. I mean, it's like, but but just to look at them, they might get a swipe left. Just to look yeah. at them, not that they're not you know yeah. ugly or anything. It's just that you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, yeah, whatever. But if you met them, yeah, there's something about either that yeah. sweet feminine, whatever yeah. you're into. Like for me, it'd be like sweet, yeah, kind of that innocent. You know who we're cutesy, talking to yeah. out there. There, there, that is a turn on for me when they like giggle or get embarrassed and twirl their hair. Uh-huh. Like that just fires like, me up. Like there could up. be something, there, there, something, something you would never see. Yeah. Their yeah. disposition or the way they do, like, there's something that is interesting. The that energy, the energy. Yeah. 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 And you can sense it with, I mean, with anybody, like you just meet someone and go, uh, there's something about the energy between like, there's yeah. something. Yeah. And usually it's like palatable I mean, you can feel it, but I'm curious, like, so for you, what, what is it for, uh, Steve, what is it for you? Tap dance that, shoes. That, yeah, she's a tap dancer automatically. But what what is it about you that you? What is it that you notice in a female first that it makes you curious? Well, I mean, first of all, they got to be sharp. I, I like I like smart girls. I like smart people. I mm-hmm. like you know. I mean, what are they called? Why you like, like me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I'm Scotch. Oh, <laughs> you say nice things about my eyes. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I, I like them to be until I got if I cannot hold a conversation like it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. You know. I mean, yeah. You know. I mean, I went on a date Saturday night. We sat. We talked for five hours, and I was like, "This is the best date ever." Really? You know? I was mean, a day. The conversation going, and you <laughs> that know? wasn't a date. That was a day. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I love the shit out of it. I was like, wow. Like, usually after like two hours. So when I'm they're like, touching your brain, that gets. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And if they, you know, if, and if, if they're Tapping willing to brain. talk about stuff without like, you know, and the best dates, first dates I ever have, we talk about all the shit you're not supposed to talk to it about. Oh, right. Date, right. Know? Yeah. I right. love that. You know, Oh, the things you shouldn't talk about. We'll have to talk yeah. about that. I'm like, yeah. that like pegging, That's probably. Yeah. See, I would have guessed for you a woman, I would, I would describe it kind of cultural. Like, if somebody kind of like, you know, was real into some sort of food or See, if they that's tap the other dance. Thing I was going to say, and this is, this is probably one of the reasons why I always like dancers when I meet them, even though I don't date a lot of dancers, I really like them and I like spending time with them because, you know, you got to have passion about something. You know, there's got to right. be something that fires you up, whether it's, yeah. you know, it could be your career. I'm okay with that. You know, it can be yeah. your career. It can be teaching dancers. If, you know, if you're my age and you're still teaching or doing dance, you're passionate about that. That's something you're passionate about. And they're passionate about the Kardashians. Does that do it? No, no. <laughs> if, if, if you're passionate about online dating, social media, or Netflix, anything on yeah. TV, I mean, <laughs> that, that's not what I mean, you know? Right. But, you know, I always tell people like, you know, if you're looking for someone, there's nothing that lights their fire. You're not going to, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you talk about what not to talk about on a date. That's, that's an, I am, like you, I do like physical, right? If I, if I'm initially attracted, then I'm, I'm curious about you more. And then they can really tickle my brain. I'm like, dude, this, I like this person mm-hmm. because I can have an intelligent conversation with them. I really You've already like got that. flowers ordered and go to their house by the time I you know, get- but I yeah, struggle with the, no, he doesn't, the, he doesn't know the things you're roller. not supposed to talk about. Yeah. And, I, and sometimes I find myself when I'm on a date, I'll say, I know we're not supposed to talk about this, but you know what, what, 
what would what, that be? What did you learn about your marriage? Like, yeah. you know, oh, what was your previous marriage? Religion, politics, past relationships. Yeah. It's I like, it, but, but it's like, uh, for me, I Those are all the things you got to talk about. I want to know, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, I want to, I'm not a surf. I mean, I can talk surface, but I quickly want to get into the, a little deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. It's probably more about the energy of the person than the content of what they're talking about. Like yeah. you can walk that tightrope and talk about mm-hmm. something that's off, you know, that's not that's more uncomfortable but if your energy's right it doesn't really matter yeah you know and i always but, say if they're not going to be you know if talking about that stuff early on is going to be a deal breaker they're not going to oh like me. i agree <laughs> i totally agree yeah. sure yeah. which is what i said right was like even something as trivial as when we'd be on the app and i would say you know like because it was kind of cumbersome texting on it or messaging on there i'd say hey do you want to move off of this and go to the and they'd be like oh, i'm kind of a, like you know, I mean, I was like a day or two in, I'd be asking for their number because I just tired of, you know, message. And if they said no, I was out. And and there wouldn't be anything wrong with it. It just showed me that I was like, they're probably, if they're so cautious about that, they're probably not going to like the fact that when I unload on some of the questions that I've got ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I If I don't, if they don't meet with me pretty quick, I, yeah, I'll even say, I'll say, hey, listen, I'm not much of an online text yeah. or virtual person. I'd like to just have coffee, Yeah, you know, to kind of see if there's any kind of connection here. Yeah. Just yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want to waste my time texting. What? What's? Do you see? You're a you're a caller. You like to call. I, yeah. I like to text or Facetime. I was going to ask you about Facetime. Yeah. When yeah, is it? But when do you feel like it's like if it's later at night or something? Like when do you feel like it's inappropriate? What's the? What are the? If it's if it's 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., you probably feel like that's I can FaceTime. Sure. What what are the time zones that you feel like that you're just kind of like eh, I'm probably in the no FaceTime zone. Man, I'll tell you, I've had some interesting uh, FaceTimes where they were late. Really? Like yeah, People like just chilling like, out and yeah, just chilling out and they'll they'll text me. I'm like, man, they're texting me at 11 o'clock. So, so you just FaceTime just them, FaceTime right? them, you know? And they're Whoa. like. Hey, you know, or I've had them FaceTime me. Yeah. You know, they're like, I'm just in bed. I'm not. Janky, you FaceTime? Talk. Not a lot. If I can avoid, I don't know. I, re- I really hate FaceTime, but yeah. Now, do you do phone call? Yeah, I'll do phone calls. You know, it's just with FaceTime. I'm usually either at work sitting at my desk or I'm moving. I'm doing shit. You know, I, yeah. I got my house torn apart and I got, uh huh. Yeah, if you which call, is true. I've seen it. Yeah, we yeah. got to get our spy mess unraveled and fixed for the next expiry day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we got time, time to talk to girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole like video thing, holding my phone in front of my face, and uh-huh. you know, I mean, it, you know, I, I guess if it's like late at night and I'm not doing anything. I'm usually moving or asleep. I, I mean, can really. tell by the face <laughs> expressions. You're just yeah. not a FaceTimer. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm either at work like. You know, and that's not really something I do in my office or, you know, I'm at home and I'm in my rainbow suspenders, my tool belt, and I'm beating on shit with hammers, you know, I mean, okay, yeah. I, I just, you know, say so I'd much rather like pop in the earphone and talk on the phone or, you know, right. And, you know, even if I can't like, yeah, that day I was talking to you on the phone, I could hear you, you were out just like working on the ladder and everything else and beating yeah. on, you're just like Run day, drill gun. <laughs> seriously, it was like that. I heard a <laughs> background. I was like, oh, he's yeah, just going yeah. about his day. Yeah, it's so funny though. That's one thing I speaking of dating people. What girls all a lot of times girls will ask me, So are you into DIY? I'm like, yeah. And then we start talking about that. I'm like, oh, you're into construction. <laughs> oh my funny. god. All right. So I, I I got a couple questions. Um we've gotten 
quite a bit of feedback on the spiritual conversations, the <laughs> religious. <laughs> the tone Timmy took was like we're getting in trouble. Okay, I've got a lot of questions. It got quiet. We've got a lot of feedback from us. Like, oh, we're people didn't like. like uh, okay, I'll apologize. So a few things that I wanted to kind of touch on tonight, just because, I mean, it, yeah, you got three former pastors in the room and then. Uh, 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 a degenerate. Wire. Well, no, his <laughs> technical title is a hopeful uh, agnostic. Optimistic, optimistic agnostic. Yeah, optimistic <laughs> a, agnostic. Optimistic. Um, so the the one of the one of the topics that came up and that I've thought about even myself, like what is my view or thought on prayer? Um, which I I'll, I'll answer after you guys answer. What about what about you, Lance, and your and your evolution of religion and faith and mm -hmm. all that What's i've thought about prayer a lot that that was that to me was i know you like to ask the question you know like what was when was the veil lifted and you know you kind of trans you know you kind of made that that journey a little bit in your mind for me it was a lot of things but i do think it was prayer because early on even when i was deep still in the confines of traditional faith and you know believe the the tenets of the faith and all that in the in the purest sense i could sense that prayer was not about me getting something it was more about me lining up to god's views you know like and so it wasn't like i was going to say something it was going to change his mind and then you know then we would be on our merry way it was more and and that just evolved over time to where i see prayer very important but I don't see it as this way of, you know, God doesn't know what's going on. And so therefore, you know, you need to talk to him and have a relationship with him. It's all about get him, to, get him to do some shit. For right. Us. Get it right. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about recentering me and relocating myself in whatever chaos is happening. Aligning it, the true north. It, it, right. A little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of just centering in a lot of ways. I mean, I, you know, a good example of it is just right before a meal, you know, I like to just hold my hands out in some sort of like thankful way and, and be, be thankful. It's just, it's just a little pause out of the day. And I usually do it at dinner time only. And just, you know, it just re allows me to kind of center myself and relocate and give a little bit of thanks for, for the food. And, but I don't think anything's changing. It's more all about what's happening with me than it is anything else. And, yeah. and I think in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm not a big believer that prayer, I think people think they're praying and that things are happening and they don't, they're praying and it's just coincidence. It's just correlation between the two. Well, yeah. Because there's people that didn't pray and they got and healed it, of cancer. Exactly. I mean, but the reason that because you did pray, they think it's because of that, you know, and that's fine because when people are going through something and they, they need to be a part of it, it's prayer is a part of, it. they want to know that they can, you know, call down the hounds from heaven. And I don't know why, I don't know why that frustrates me. Like even you saying it there, it's like, I feel this a little bit of a frustration yeah. when people are like, well, I prayed and God did this or, you know, that I've just prayed that God would do this and, and this happened. So, and I'm learning now that that was right. No. And it just, I don't know why it, it frustrates me. Cause I'm like, why would, how do you yeah like no do you know that there are atheists that they had cancer and it just goes away that like, comes it, back to what we were talking about earlier when you don't understand how the mind is wired and how confirmation bias and things like that and how um you know you the the mind can trick itself and 
and those type like if you don't understand those things, then you're gonna think that prayer is yeah. some sort of divine intervention that's happening, and it wouldn't have if you wouldn't have ever said it. I mean, I had someone just tell me not too long ago. They said I was praying for faith. I was praying that God would increase my faith, and they had an accident, had to go to the hospital, and nearly died. And they said, you know, that was way God's way of teaching me. And I'm like. What kind of fucking God are you praying to? <laughs> yeah. That's like, oh, I'm going to teach you. We're going to slam your face against that other car. And right. Like that doesn't like, what? yeah. What about you, Grant? What's, what's prayer? How's that evolved for you? Well, I mean, it started with, you know, a lot of <clears throat> teaching about prayer that was all obedience based and how we should pray and how often and who we should pray for mm. and how often. And I embraced that when I was young now I think of prayer more as like a, it seems that prayer is kind of wired into us. Like there's something in human beings that wants to kind of transcend what's just happening here in front of us and mm. kind of let our connect to something that's bigger. Mm-hmm. So I think about prayer as like kind of moving into that state. <clears throat> like, um, I think there's a thousand ways to pray. I heard one. I don't know where I heard this first, but I never forget. Someone said, there's only two prayers. There's help me and thank you. And that makes sense to me in a lot of ways. But I think there's a thousand ways to pray. I think our brains are wired, you know, for for our spirits somehow. But I don't think of, I used to think of prayer as a formula. And I can, you could you can find a lot of scripture verses that back that up mm-hmm. if you want to. But like, I don't think it's a formula. I think it's something that is created into us. I think it's a way we have to heal, to like get connected with ourselves, to listen to ourselves, think like to hear what our heart's trying to say. Um, for myself, I really don't. I don't pray at all like I used to. Like very rarely is there any kind of you know, dear Lord, thank yeah. you for this day. It's just a, it's just kind of something that happens internally where I see a sunrise and I, I just kind of lift my awareness to something that's bigger than me. Um, I don't, and I, and I do love, <clears throat> I like the prayers of like ancient people. Like um, when I read like the prayer of St. Patrick, St. Patrick's uh, breastplate prayer, or even like the Lord's prayer, like there's something about those that connects with me, mm-hmm. just the the purity of it, knowing that those were just people who depended every, like their next breath was, you know, was from God. That's what they believed. Like, I like, I like to study prayers. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't really. They're act, poetic. I don't, it's or poetic, it's yeah. powerful, but I don't really actively pray anything like I used to. It's very internal for me. And I think it's a, for me, it's just a way to center myself and, and I feel connected. I just want to connect to God's presence I've, I've kind of stopped ask, asking God for a lot. Um, I try to listen more, but that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, for, for me, prayer is not, yeah. I mean, back in the day, you know, when you're an evangelical, I mean, remember Jesus's, you know, disciples that couldn't tarry for an hour, you know? And so that was kind of the, that was kind of the time frame that you had to get to, you know, you got, you get to an hour and then you pray early in the morning and, and, you know, I did that. I mean, for a solid, I mean, for years and years and years I prayed, but there was a solid more than a year where I got up at five in the morning. I prayed from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. to get in my one hour, which gave me a lot of superiority in my attitude, right. As a Mm -hmm. Christian, because no one else was doing that shit. (laughs) Right. Um, so that didn't really work in my favor. It kind of gave me a little bit of a prideful kind of an arrogant spiritual attitude. But uh, now, you know, I really don't necessarily believe in a in a personal 
God like that, where if I pray, he's like, oh, let's yeah. send the angels down to go do yeah. that shit for Timmy. Um, I think it, I resonate more with like a, just being like I, every day, I mean, I can see the sunset out of my bedroom window and every single morning when it starts to come up over the buildings over there, I just, I roll up, I look out the window and I just stare. I was like, it's so fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, wow. Especially when it turns all pink, all, you know, Kansas city has great sunsets and sunrises. I mean, it's just, I'm in awe. And I do think, and I did, you know, I've, I've recently been on a, on, on a date with somebody a few times and, and, uh, she's a spiritual person too. And, and, you know, I offered a prayer before the meal, which I hadn't you know, really done like out loud, you know, it's more private. Like God, just thank yeah. you that I have food kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and she even, she really enjoyed it. And then the next time we went out to eat, she was like, would you pray? And I thought it was cute. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cute. Yeah. She, she, you know, values that. And, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm with Grant. It's more of a, uh, just an, it's like a, it's like a being. It's just who I am. I'm very consciously aware that I'm connected to something greater mm-hmm. and beyond myself. And, and I can't change that. I can only change myself. I, I think for me, the, it, if I'm talking to someone that's been in the church for a long time and they've not, moved a little bit in their understanding it makes me think that you you're just not really a thinker like you know what i'm saying like if someone's prayed and really entered into the discipline and made it a part of them i i think they will end up more at a place like we're describing than the formulaic you know, it, yeah. it it's there's something there. I don't know how to describe yeah, you can't, it. Really. You can't. You couldn't be a Christian for thirty years and have prayed exactly and line up with no. Every time I prayed, I got this exactly. Big, it yeah. shows me your maturity that you've that you're you lean you a little. You recognize it, right? That's that's an interesting. That's an interesting uh, nurture versus nature. Right. I was yes. But for me, there was because I've had a lot of people ask. You know, what book did you read? set you on this new path. And, <laughs> right. and I'm like, there, like, yeah. there isn't a book that I read that sent me down this path. I mean, yes, I was early introduced to Rob Bell or Brian McLaren. Right. Some of them were a little bit, right. you know, out right. there oh for open-minded gosh. thinkers, yes. you know? So yeah, but, but a lot of my friends read those books. A lot of my right. evangelical friends read those books and they're still on the evangelical road. Yeah. For me, I honestly think it was a nature there was something in my nature that it's like, and I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but it's like being born gay. You can be born gay in a Christian home and you try to live straight and you right. try to live heterosexual, but it's yeah. like, you're not, you're going yeah. counter to who you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, that's exactly what it was like in my spiritual journey mm-hmm. is that I was spiritually not an evangelical in natural by nature. Yeah. There, I was something else and it didn't matter all the teaching and the brainwashing, the seminary and the family, like all the stuff that was trying to keep me in this between the lanes. Right. It was impossible. Right. Like my spirituality was just going to come out. I couldn't stop it. Does that it, make sense? It does. It in a lot of ways. It, it feels to me like a more like you've, you've, it's part of the maturation process in your journey. Like, because you're, it's like it's almost like as you were talking. If someone is still holding to the "I don't cuss" and you know, and they're a Christian and they get so worked up on that, I I just I'm like, you've missed something along the way. Yeah, that was important a long time ago. Exactly, and that's you know I I don't 
This is this is we're gonna take a short commercial break because I want to come back. Brought to you talk by about, First Baptist yeah. Chili Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Lakewood Church. Joel Osteen. That would be awesome if we got all these churches hey, to sponsor Joel, us. And focus <laughs> on Pastor the Joel, you gotta sponsor us, bro. <laughs> all right, talking about spirituality, one of the things that I've noticed or have experienced on some level is often people will go from you know, grew up hardcore Catholic and now they're atheist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they go all the way from the right to all the way to the left. And, and what I have found for me is, you know, an in-between stage of, you know, a, a happy sliding medium. scale. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know what? Yeah. Like a sliding scale. Yeah. Where I'm not full on hardcore yeah. dogmatic on the right. And then, you know, hardcore dogmatic on the left, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit flexing or, or flowing between depends on what information you're a who bumper. I talk to. You're a Biden and a Trumper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a bump? It was a bumper. Trump and I, Biden I, bump? I, I don't bump. know. Who knows? I just made that up. They just have our listening base. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what what's been what's been your experience? I mean, did you did you flirt with the idea of atheism at all? No, never. Yeah. And I, and I, uh, we've we've talked about this before. I think, I think there's certain people you're wired in a certain way that that you're going to. Well, I was talking about this with, with Pammy, right? It was like you're you just. It's interesting to me that some people in our journey, why they've gone to the edge of the cliff, but they've not taken the full jump off of it and become atheists. Like there's something that just doesn't allow because you think, well, I've gotten, I've moved so far away from where I was yeah, that I've read more step. one more step. Why am I holding on to staying up here? And you, and I just can't, right. It's, it's still that important to me. So, and I think that's just it, but it's not so much that Christianity and all its dogmas and tenets is it's, it's about more than that. And I yeah. think that's the part that, you know, it's like we were talking about with prayer, I, I think that you show me your immaturity if you've not moved and matured in your view of prayer or any theology or spiritual discipline. Yeah, if you, you know? believe the same today that you've believed for the last 50 exactly. years. Like there's something you've just you're just not really a, a thinker and and moving in your and I in, in your immaturity. And I and that was the thing for me. And I I I'm I'm glad. I mean, I don't I could never see myself jumping off that cliff because I just there's still something in my spirit that connects me to something bigger. If there was an archaeological find or science had figured out something and mm -hmm. there was undeniable proof that the Bible was 100% fabricated out of someone's mind, right? We met the altar is or met the author. His name's Walter and he wrote the whole book. <laughs> that wouldn't change my spirituality at all. No, me neither. I'm just trying to think about what they would find. I mean, they find it all the yeah. time. I mean, come on, Earth is 4.6 billion years old. Evolution took however many hundreds of thousands of years. Well, I mean, and, in terms of like, in terms of like, just wiping it all out, right? Yeah. I watched a video today. What if they discovered life on another planet and they could communicate and they talked about the God that created our world too and their world yeah. and it wasn't the same. In other words, if we find alien life that yeah. has a whole nother belief system, oh, absolutely. What like? But would, would there, and I said this to you, would there be similarities? Because right. if there would, then that to me would confirm 
something. Right. I mean, it would it, it well, would confirm an evolution. Well, even C.S. Lewis, like C.S. You know? Lewis, wrote the space trilogy, right? You read the space trilogy by no, Lewis. I've never read. No. Wow. Yeah. He he totally opens to the idea of like stories of other planets and okay. You know, it's kind of like you know Narnia and science colliding with each other. Uh-huh. It's amazing, like crazy stuff. I, it wouldn't bother me. It would have a long time ago, like when I was a more literalist. Yes. But I just think I just think there's this progressive revelation from God where God's just always saying, Hey everybody, like check this out. Now check this out. Now check this out. Mm, yeah. And it just gets bigger for me. It doesn't really threaten anything. I love well, archaeology. Archaeology is fascinating though. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, what about in twenty five hundred years? Yeah. Like I wonder what quote unquote religion or Christianity would even look like. Who knows? Yeah, because I, mean, I mean, think about twenty five hundred years from now. At that point, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, you know, there's this dude Jesus, and yeah, he's been gone a really fucking." Well, they're gonna now. dig up like a Shoney's Big Boy statue and go, "This is what they worship. <laughs> this is what, this yeah. is their guy." So, I heard someone say they're gonna find like a Harry Potter book and be like, "That's what it they is." They were yeah. fucked up back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Mount Rushmore will be the four gods that ran the. Oh, there oh, you go. Look at that. Look Hogwarts, that Gryffindor. I'm curious though, Steve. You said if they found life on the other planet, and they said there's some commonalities between what they believed, and we, you said that would prove of theistic evolution, or no, evolutionary God. Okay, know? help me understand that. Well, th- there's a lot of things that God's been very, you know, the God in religion and organized religion. It's been very useful in, you know, forming society. Oh yeah, right. I mean, yes. Can you imagine a society forming that did not have the cohesion of Religion. Oh, I see. So you're saying they might have used it to to manipulate or control their people yeah, in yeah. that way, and the same. But but if the theology was, comp- would you? Are you saying that's the similarities between us and them? Or are you saying we might find even the theology would be similar? Well, I'm just saying it would prove that you know, I mean, that, that religion, religion is has has a definite purpose. You know, yeah. I mean, good or bad. You know, I yeah. mean, honestly. You know, you're talking about, you know, I, I made this swing all the way over to atheism and God's bad and God's horrible because he doesn't exist and it's all this. And then I kind of moderated back forth, you know, I mean, I mean, because to me, I finally realized like the principles that I learned growing up Catholic prayer and all that stuff, they, they did have some very good. They served me well. You know? What happened, though, that bumped you back? Like once you got to atheism, a lot of times like it's like suffering for people that turns them into the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Like what what was it? Was it intellectual? Was it suffering? Was it well, I was looking I was I was looking at the people I was talking to and, and you know, because you know, once you find your own little spiritual niche, next to you gotta find your own little spiritual circle jerk to, you know, feed into your shit. And <laughs> I, I finally realized <laughs> I finally realized they were just as this fucking segment crazy. brought to you by first Baptist <laughs> of Chili oh, Coffee yeah. again. Oh, here it comes. And they were all just looking for the same certainty on the other side of the equation is right. bad, you know, in the religious right. side, you know, and I, I'm perfectly content to say, fuck, if I know, and it's not my job to figure it out, you know, which I, you know. what you're describing, I think is, I don't think Christians give that much credibility or credence to, and that is you, you think the ostensible reason you think you're a part of the church or want to be a part of it is because you all agree on this common theology but in reality, it's more about just the commonality of the community that you, yeah, the value absolutely. that you're getting from that community. And that may be you get together with 10 people on Thursday night, smoke cigars, and and they're getting the same value, or the VFW is getting the same value that you are at First Baptist. Yeah, I mean, cigar <laughs> night's Wednesday night in my group, you know, but, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing that we would build in these communities. And, you know, if the community is set around, we're right, 
you're gonna be fucking right and you're gonna not qu- let anyone question right it, you know? right community man I mean, we're on this we're on this spinning ball with a molten hot Isn't core that the coolest shit ever? out in space like we're mostly let's, hairless let's get primates. together can we can we get together <laughs> on a spinning yeah. ball of rock in fucking space i don't care if it's religion prayer like i just i kind of want to be with people know yeah, that i yeah. that i connect with and I, I, I you know the reality is know that i'm alive another day right i mean just even being an evangelical pastor for 30 years the, all the folks that went to my church we didn't all believe the same thing now they all no. acted like it right i mean they're all like yeah, yeah but if you got to them privately and said what do you think about this then oh, yeah like, oh man i just i would support it or you know well, I mean? and like, no strong community i think would you wouldn't want everyone to believe the same no. thing i mean the the that's where you and I've talked about this before on dating. I think you, you want to find somebody that you, they match your energy in a standard deviation from where you're at. If you want to like, meaning like you can't, you can't be a 10 on the one side and them on a one, you, you need to be a seven and they need to be a five or, you know, within a couple standard deviations of where you are. And I think the same thing in a community, you're never going to have, connection where you're going to want to hang out if you're an atheist you know there's not and and i'm a full-blooded you know conservative evangelical baptist christian you know what i mean like those you're probably just not going to see the world to get right because everything that you view the other they view it differently and you're just like there's no commonness there i don't want to wear goat leggings <laughs> wait 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 we get goat leggings in church i might want to be like, wait, what was that from drag was that movie dragnet no. starting to sound yeah. exciting well, you remember that with uh dan Aykroyd? i like, don't they bust this religious cult and they sneak in and they're like here's, no. your, goat, here's your goat leggings i don't remember that at all <laughs> well, that it gives one, them right? a commonality and a context you know That's i mean right. like you know, like I do a lot of, you know, talking with people about divorce shit. And, you know, I do a lot of talking with very conservative Christians about divorce shit. And, you know, as long as we have that yeah, same common thread mm-hmm. that we're going through. Like suffering is talk the thread, about, right? Suffering. Yeah. No one, yeah, no one gets yeah. through here without have to be suffering. You know, I mean, I yeah. can talk stocks with anyone. Right. I mean, I don't oh, I know. The human are. experience. You know, like just, no one gets out of here without the human experience of some kind. That's a great way right. of saying it. Uh, Michelle and I were talking about this over the weekend. It would be interesting. Every friendship you have started with some sort of base connecting point, meaning like for her, she was telling me, you know, one of her friends, like it was, they're good friends now on lots of different angles of life, but they started with the fitness working out, you know, Timmy, you and I on the podcast, Grant, you and I had high school, but really at at the therapy, you know, Steve and I at the stop, like, there's some, there's some like you branch out after you have the connection to other things, but you start out. I'm always curious, like from people when I find out, you know, when they're good friends with like, what was the base connecting point for, for how it started? It's the same way in community. Well, think about it. That's why I think a lot of people really dislike online dating because you'd rather list. meet someone tap dancing. You'd rather <laughs> right. meet yeah. someone golfing. Right. You'd rather meet yeah. someone yeah. playing tennis. You'd rather yeah. meet someone on By a bike ride. By the way, ride. we got to play tennis. Yes. We're going to uh, we're gonna set a date after this okay. show. Okay. Um, but I know some of the, some of the greatest, uh, you know, dates or connections, I guess for me have been happening when I'm just living my life. Yeah. Right. I met a yeah. really cool girl. This was a couple months ago. I'm, I was doing a, several months ago now actually is when the weather hit, really got nice and i rode my bike down the trail and there was this other uh woman 
that was riding her bike. And so I, <laughs> you work, up, you I working on next, that? I pedal up next to her and I was like, Hey, Timmy as fast like, as hey. Can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can't hardly breathe. Then I was like, Hey, and then we just started chit chatting. And she goes, yeah, I just live on the plaza. What was go, your, what was your line? What did, what yeah, was what first was thing it? You said yeah, you pedal up, up, up next to her. On your left, on your left. I pulled up next to her. I said, I looked over and I said, <laughs> and you said what? I, I pulled up next to her and I said, I go, hey, and she looked at me and I go, you want to race? <laughs> okay. She like she laughed and I was like, and I by go. race. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, I like meeting people uh organically you know do, like i just love that steve you know is taking a knitting class he's fucking right. taking a crochet yeah. class yeah. tap dancing class Dude. that's the way that's so much better than swipe right swipe left oh yeah. you got your dick well, in your hand with is, netflix on the tv yes yeah, and how do you have, how do you want to explain how you met your wife to your grandkids you know well like, unfortunately yeah, you know. steve thank you i have to yeah we, since we met on match dancing, <laughs> okay you know? fine it was craigslist <laughs> yeah I, I was hiding from work on the shitter and i was swiping I mean, right. come on come on have some class <laughs> right you're right that is yeah you met it but you did a paid paid site so that's better you're right. That, yes. come, on, come on, guys. Let's help. Let's help. Them yeah, out. that's right. That's right. <laughs> Great list, right. But you had to connect. I mean, once you connected Great online, then there was a connection through, like you said, with Michelle. Yeah. Like that. That's that. You know, sometimes you can meet people, and it's like everything is not. You're just missing on every level. You're like, right. hey, you like movies? You're like, I hate movies. You're like, oh, well. Um, like I, you could. I like the mountain bike. Oh yeah, no, I don't like. You know. Here's an interesting <laughs> dynamic about online dating, though, is that, and I read an article about it. It was, it, it, what it does is it bridges domains that you never would have been a part of in the past. Meaning that if you would have met someone, it would have been through work or going yeah. to church together or whatever. Yeah. Michelle and I never would have met. Right. So now we've got this online tool that allows people to start coming together and forming bonds in in different you know domains that they're that you that never would have crossed paths more i think that's cool oh that is yeah. cool and i hear that all the time but it lets you narrow your funnel way too fucking tight you know i mean you can you can click and select your different you know oh i like this and this and this till, till at the end you're like okay i like Women who are between five foot eight and five foot nine, <laughs> right? right. Um, they have that are available on Thursday nights. Yeah, from... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, have Search. one and a half kids. Exactly. And, you know, a lot, Any a lot of button. people they set up their <laughs> online dating profiles to meet themselves, and like, I don't want to date myself. I don't That's have awesome. shit to teach me. You know? I know that there's one app I saw that it, it it was so you could get so specific that you could click a button. On that specificity, yeah. On that specific thing, yeah. yeah. And you could say deal breaker. So oh. if you said I want them to be between five six and five eight, yeah, and they're five deal. five, you could put you could click the deal breaker, and then any woman oh, that is not man. if she's five six and a half, you're not going to even match with her. Yeah, I mean that wow. takes all the fucking adventure. Out. Yeah, yeah, it does. No, I, I do too. You know, getting that specific, which I, now this is this is taking a little shift, which I'm this is fun. So. When it comes Shift to into specifics, the did you have any like certain restrictions? Like, I don't want anybody over six foot tall. No, no. Like they could be six two. You didn't care yeah. if there was an attraction to Yes, exactly. Yeah. Did you? Maybe I'm height. I do. Really? What's yeah. your what's the I'm height? not super tall. I mean, I'm five yeah. eleven. So you don't want them to be tall. No. Like if, if they're six foot tall, it's an automatic no. Yeah, especially when they get the heels, they're six foot three. Yeah. 
then you got to wear your heels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Timmy's the kind of guy. Grant, tell me. All right, guys. I'll show you my closet. There is I can one. see him wearing heels. <laughs> I know. Everything else foot. would be like to the, to, you know, Gucci wallet. He'd have it. But, but imagine he'd, he'd have some to, heels you know, on. I'd be talking like, to Grant, who's six mm. foot seven and oh, probably oh, fucking right. wears panties yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Lace pink yeah, I make him look good, too. <laughs> But Grant's going to, you know, he's a tall guy. He's, yeah. you know, you're, he's, five foot's not going to work for him. <laughs> I don't know why, but when you were saying that, I literally was picturing Grant yeah. putting on lacy floral stuff and then also <laughs> like putting lipstick. I don't know why. Don't why? Know Maybe why. I'm back to the prostate exam. Really? I don't know what in the world. I can't even, uh, <laughs> I can't even pull off the slim fit t-shirt yet. <laughs> we're working on it. So, I mean, so you didn't have any like uh, physical, like no kind of things no 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 what about you do you have any certain things that's just like i just can't do that i mean you already talked about the intelligence all that yeah. but i mean is there just physically you're talking yeah about. i'm talking about physically oh physically monkey arm if you want to know what monkey arm is Pammy you gotta podcast. listen this yeah. is a good way to do it we yeah. drop little things and they have to go back and listen <laughs> to the other to go back and listen you to gotta go hear monkey arm about monkey arm oh my gosh she mm. said yeah it showed up with half the teeth and, yeah and he had a monkey arm. like an absorbed twin growing out <laughs> yeah, of her oh neck. i'm gonna have to google a monkey arm but i'm uh, pretty sure that's one now yeah that's so yeah he's like i don't know what that is but that's definitely not what i want is that like a donkey punch oh my god but do you have any physical like requirements that you're like no or yes you know what as, as long as they're like interested in taking care of themselves yeah you know i mean because the thing is like i'm not gonna go out there and be like yeah you gotta be like a fitness model because or... okay first of all if you're like cut and athletic we probably don't have a lot <laughs> <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm doing a lot better but you know i'm also yeah. not gonna be like you got a few extra pounds i'm out because i had a few extra pounds last year i mean i lost yeah. like 50 pounds last year man. really we're yeah we're rocking i know dude yeah. i know wow. yeah yeah man i'd love to see janky 50 pounds higher i, had, I can't see it i hide it well. it was evenly spread oh, okay. but his head yeah. seemed bigger yeah. like i saw a picture okay. yeah, he that just, was yeah. like steroids probably though <laughs> yeah, but, well, i was an iron worker back then yeah, you know? so, right. you know, I was six foot two big guy i mean 50 yeah. pounds but i felt i felt a lot better yeah. And, you know, I mean, so, I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, she's got a few extra pounds. Right. You know, I mean, as long as they're like, not just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, know? right. I That's, mean, yeah. And, you know, and people out care. there know what I'm talking about or you don't give a shit and you're kind of offended right now. I really don't care because, you know, one way, you know what I'm talking about. The other way, you're not my type. But That's like Jim Gaffigan <laughs> said. He goes, if you're a people, they've just given up. Yeah. Of course, he says that about people that go to McDonald's. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the people that go to McDonald's, they just, they've given up. They've just, they've quit. Yeah. Like, if you can't go, you know what? I think I want to learn how to tap dance. Let's go take tap lessons. You know, if you can't do that, that, you know, because you just can't get on your feet that much. I'll, no, I'm out. I'm fucking out. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's funny. I don't consider myself, uh, I mean, I don't consider myself ignorant. I, I, I definitely, I know I'm decently smart enough yeah. to survive or whatever, especially emotionally. But um, for me, I find, stupidity unattractive oh well yes <laughs> but i mean you know like, a well, that was like kind a, of a... well what i mean by that let me let me clarify I mean, what i mean ignorance. by that is like ignorance yeah. or oh ignorance, i see uh, well, but, or me. like like uh how can i say this nicely Girl, you like, like just super simple minded. i was gonna say like, simplicity like like they don't, I can't even they think don't of an care. idea. Just like the physical, they don't care about the learning right. Like, more, like know? if they say something like this, like I, someone says, like, well, oh, no, I haven't read since high school. Why would you do that? I'm like, 
yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Why do people keep saying that? Like, that, like, yeah, they like not reading is a badge of honor. And I'm like, yeah, yeah right. like, that's a big turnoff to me. Now, yeah. granted, you can read periodicals, you can read online stuff, you can sure. listen to audio books. So there's a lot of ways to consume information. Now. I don't have to actually get a physical book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're like not advancing your mind, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I just really struggle with that. Oh, I'm so I, glad you said something because I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, I can't I can't understand people who will proudly tell you they haven't read a book since middle school. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. But yeah, they're totally out there. Yeah. Uh, and it's oh God, watch out for them, Green. Yeah, well, well, I mean I've had right, someone tell me guy. not too long ago, they're like, I I go, Do you read? And I, I only read one book. I only read the Bible. I've only for the last thirty years I only read the Bible. What? Which explains they're you right. know, why they have a certain view. I would probably right? do a second date just to, see just to, just to test them. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 yeah. just because he's curious. <laughs> so, how many children then did Abimelech have? <laughs> Let's put that to the test, little Missy. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you that now this brings up an interesting conversation about the Bible. The, Let's talk about the Bible. Bible, we've actually never talked about this like this Bible. on the podcast. So, you know. What's your what's your uh, preferred translation? Uh, you know I'm old school man. KJV. I like, I like the King James. Are Virginia, you serious? But I, studied, I would have studied from the NIV, but I also like the New Living Translation because it read smoother. New but American when Standard. it comes to the Bible, this is a good topic to talk about because especially this is a conversation that Steve can really jump in on just because of everybody has an opinion about the Bible. Ooh. Then you don't have to grow up religious like we did. Yeah, but. Going from a literalist, like Grant mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. I grew up literalist. You know, yeah. Jonah was actually swallowed by a large fish. Yep. You know, Noah's Ark was the real ship, and two of every animal was on there, and yada, yada, yada. Yadda, and then, yadda, yadda. you know, I slowly kept moving, you know, moving in position, moving in position, moving in position until I finally was okay with, okay, maybe Jonah really didn't live in the belly of a fish for three days because that's really not possible. Um, and then I kept moving more and more and more to where I have my, my view now, which is, I think it's a good book. I think it has good stuff in it. It was clearly written by humans and, um, it's got great stuff in it and also some super silly stuff in it and it's poetry, it's stories, it's mythological on some front. Um, but yet all that said, I still value Mm -hmm. and still teach the principles of some scriptures, you know, matter of fact, I'm getting ready in my spiritual gathering that I do on Sundays, I'm getting ready to do popular classic stories from the Bible and the lessons we learn, you know, so I'm going to teach on David and Goliath and like Jonah and the whale. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to teach on those things. Not, of course, I'm not going to teach on it as it's a factual event, but the bigger, grander picture in the story. You got to, you got to study anyone that wants to study the Bible. You got to, you got to look at that. It you got to look at it as it is one story that's all woven together, but it's different genres. Oh, it's like yes. if you read two history books, a smut novel, and a biography <laughs> yeah. of someone, and tried to put it all together. Like yeah. it doesn't work. You gotta you gotta break the Bible apart. With some poetry, you gotta you gotta you gotta look at the poetry, the history books. Like it's really it's freaking cool to yeah. study it actually to see how how it's put together and how many copies of this and that there were. But at the end of the day, you know, I moved from the inerrant literal approach to just, it's one big story. It's a story about love 
and about the lengths that God goes to to let us know that we're loved. And and so, but it took, you know, I'm 49. Like, it's been a long path to get there and a lot of money studying and seminary. And, and if I, you know, I wish I, I do. I do wish I would have known then what I can see now. But again, I, I couldn't do it differently. We don't really right. get that chance. So it's, right. I, I see how it all fits together. But you know, it's um, it's so it's a book that it just it's just a book that fascinates me now in a different way than it used to. Yeah, yeah. I used to have to prove that it was all right. Oh God, what a relief! To oh not, my gosh, that brings oh, me so much peace right? to not yes. have to like make that my job oh. anymore. You don't have to defend it anymore, or just the pressure that we put on yourself. Like I just am not praying enough, or reading the like even just some of the day to day disciplines of that. I mean, oh man, yeah. the relief that just is you know, you shed from that. I was just yeah. so, so what's it been for you, Lance? I mean, you're, you're, you were a literalist. You oh, would have had to have been, you yes. were an evangelical pastor. Yes. So when did that start to, <laughs> maybe Jonah wasn't swallowed by a large fish. I still well, believe that story. <laughs> I believe it now. I don't, I don't know specifically to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't though those things. I don't think I believe that stuff. I mean, I, I think I was seeing, you know, um, what's it called? Not, not power. allegory. Allegory. Yeah. I was like, you know, I would see it at those types of things. The, I, you know, I want to say though, something Grant said that I think is interesting. Given where I'm at in my journey. And I think this is where people are with lots of things in their lives. When you look back, even though you've moved maybe a completely different position, you don't look back at that time and think, gosh, I just wasted three years of seminary of my life going like that's an extension of where you are today. That's an interesting dynamic because you are in such a different place where you are today, but yet the reason you're in that place today is because partly because of your story of going to seminary. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting dynamic that's, and I don't really know how to fully kind of, you know, understand a little bit, but you, you that res, seems to resonate with you, Grant. Absolutely. It's just, it's just cool to look back and like, I didn't know what was happening then. I thought I did, but right. to look back now and to see how this, I would have never have known this without that. Like right. there's no, I wouldn't ever have become a therapist if I hadn't like literally, if I hadn't gone to seminary, if I hadn't been down that path, I could never have like seen the world through the lens I get to see it through. So I am grateful for it. Like certainly there's parts of it that were traumatic and that like really cost me a lot of good relationships. And like, I offended a lot of people you know, at the height of all that. And I regret, you know, I regret that, but like, you know, it's the human experience. Like we're not here to be perfect. Mm. We're not here to, we're not born like, okay, I know it all. It's like, no, it's like joy in the journey of, of stumbling and groping around in the dark. And then like, <laughs> right. Coming out into the light just feels really good, but I, I know yeah. we're never really there, you know? So being able just to hold all that loosely and not have to be on a crusade for absolute truth anymore. is a real relief. Yeah, I heard uh, well there's said. a quote by Eric Weinstein uh, from Lex Friedman's podcast. And I thought this was just one of the neatest things I've ever heard. He's like, like a genius. He's mm -hmm. super smart. And he said this, he said, everyone is entitled to a hypocrisy budget. Everyone is oh. entitled to a certain amount of screwing up in life. I like humans that. are not perfect. We're all flawed, flawed, and we've always been this way and will always be this way. If you think everyone will be perfect and life will always be perfect, you need to grow the hell up. Life is not that simple. 
show some grace. Wow, that's good. Isn't that good? I like yeah. the hypocrisy budget. I do yeah, too. I love budget. that. He's, everybody's entitled to I think a hypocrisy I blew budget. mine. <laughs> well, he was actually referring to the cancel culture is what, what he was talking well, about. I hope it resets annually. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, right, our, like our early Christianity was cancel culture. Right. It was cancel anything that we deem as sinful. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, Disney movies. Yeah. yeah. Disney movies. Kiss. Cancel culture. Right. Oh, my God. Kiss. Yeah, and then that fucking Christian group that came Frickin out. White, Whiteheart. Uh, no, 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 no. Who is the Christmas? The, the Christmas. The Christian. Striper. Striper. I met those fuckers. <laughs> you did? Okay, Yo, here's a true story, tell. right? I black met these guys. <laughs> I met those guys at a music store here in Kansas City. They were at, in concert at Kemper Arena. Okay. And they were doing like a fucking album signing or something. And I went to the the bookstore or the record store to meet Striper. You said sign it Matthew six thirty three. Timmy Gibson. <laughs> yeah. So one, they were tiny, they were really? tiny little skinny motherfuckers. Uh -oh. Yeah, but they had armadillos in and their they, pants, and they had armadillos in their pants. But they had they wore like spandex and fucking yeah, they stuffed their pants. But they had the big rock star hair, and they all had like mascara, you know, oh, uh, eyeliner. No. Which is I'm not judging. I'm just saying they had yeah. you know all that. They had makeup on their face, and yeah. uh, I just remember thinking, "You guys are fucking rock stars like everybody else." And then I knew someone that knew them, like backstage. Yeah. He said they're yeah. rock stars, like they live like rock stars. Interesting. Like, I'm like, like with women and everything. Yeah, they're. And that's rock when stars. you got your striper tattoo. That's when I got my striper tattoo. Lance, <laughs> I'm when I said armadillos in their pants, you didn't. You didn't know. Had you not heard that phrase before? No. So you've never seen the movie Spinal Tap then? No. Oh my goodness. No. That's yeah. It. All right. Yeah, it's a thing. It's all right. Man. I saw a video the other day. Right? I'll show it to you. I'll talk you through here. Okay. There's this guy dancing in a in a speedo, pagin, and it, it looks like he's an armadillo in his pants. He's, he stuffed his pants to yeah. make it look like he had something. <laughs> um, as you guys were talking, I have no idea how I made this jump from what I'm about to say from that, but but. <laughs> I do, you know, it's back I'll to the whole, your dick. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Grant, you're a tall fella. I, <laughs> I do not wear panties either. <laughs> okay, I have to say this. I used to work out at the YMCA. Everybody fucking likes to be naked at the YMCA for whatever reason, the fucking locker room. Oh, the like every time oh, I, yeah, yeah, all the old guys. Yep. One, I'm like, dude, you should shave that shit. Yeah. Your bush is outgrown the length of your pecker. Oh, but I'll never forget. For so I'm, I'm walking into the I'm walking into the locker room. Naked guys everywhere, and dude, this guy walks up next to me. I'm I'm fully clothed. Okay, I'm fully okay. clothed. I'm like I'm brushing my teeth or some shit. Guy walks up to me, skinny older dude. Like, like how old is he? He's, he's probably like 70 something. Oh, okay. So he's old. And dude, he thought he had a cane. He had like a 15 <laughs> inch slong, man. It was like bouncing between his fucking kneecaps. Wow. I mean, it was so big that I, I wanted to go up to him and go, bro, congratulate that's fucking dude you can get that wow. caught on a tripwire <laughs> <laughs> but i've had a lot of cover i want to talk about this for a second because i'm sure there's some women listening that so i've talked to a lot of women about dick size you okay. know and the whole it does bigger is bigger is that, better is that on the first date uh no first no. date is what i talk about <laughs> uh but a lot of it's with my female friends but not my my, oh, you know, okay. my plutonic yes. female friends and they're like, no, because, you know, I don't, I've, I've been curious, right? Because, I mean, yeah. as a guy, right, I was one of those kids in junior. I was a late developer, right? I didn't oh, okay. get pubic hair until I was, like, senior high school, not literally. But, yeah. And, you know, like, I felt like my 
dick wasn't yeah. growing like it should be. Right? right. And so I was always a little insecure about it. When we do, you know, gym day or workout weight room and everybody uh -huh. go into the showers, oh. I, I'd go in there and just like get the water to hit me real quick, grab right. my towel and cover up, yeah. you know, but then some of my friends that had, you know, dicks down to the, the drag, drag yeah. in the ground, they just walked into the shower like, hey, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm a grower, not a shower, but, uh, but you know, women have been emphatically clear and consistent with, no, bigger isn't better. It needs to be big enough. That's what mm -hmm. they always say. It needs to be big enough, but not too big. And I've, man, mm. I've talked to some women that said they've met guys and they're like, nope, don't bring that thing near me. Mm. That ain't happening. I can, I could, I could think that that would look, I mean, I would think you'd be like, whoa, that's going to be painful. That doesn't look fun. Yeah. What is that? That uh, one girl told me, she said, well, maybe this isn't appropriate to say, but I won't say her name. Boy, say, starting out. That'd be a that'd be a fun that'd be a fun dick, but that's not a dick you want to marry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not to marry you. I'm like, I'm sure exactly what that means, but that sounds I don't know. Right. I just you know, men need to. We don't do ourselves favors. Like we we'll put each other down and tease each other, and it starts at a young age. Like, but I don't I don't know. Men need to get over it. Like. Women, like I said, women every day, like they deal with breast size and the people's judgments and men's and women's judgments about that. And yeah, somehow, that's in your face. You somehow can't they that. have to come out on the other end of that and accept their bodies and, you know, like their breasts and their hips. And like we, we walk around, you know, we can hide what we have. No one knows. Yep. Like ima they, imagine, imagine a world where men's dick size was obvious, oh my gosh. right? Wherever you go. On your fucking forehead. Even on a cold day. Right. Yeah. And then we would, we would have to, we would for the first time feel what a woman feels when she's walking around. Oh, out there. Yeah. that's interesting. So we just need to stop worrying about our dicks. Well, here's the thing, right. guys. I just have to be clear, right? Adam and Eve knew what it was like because they walked around naked. There right? you go. And no woman should ever know what our dick looks like until the wedding night. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. That works real Let's well. Let's keep this Christian, y'all. <laughs> so that's how they dealt with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's just, a, that's just a, hope that she doesn't see that other guy on the nude beach on their honeymoon that we're right, wearing nothing but right. cowboy oh, boots. Right. <laughs> Walking up the trail. I'm not saying I'm not saying I know who this was. Just hoping she doesn't see that guy. You know, you know, God, here's something that would be this would be terrible. And if there's a guy listening, this is your deal, man. I, I, I do any guys listen to the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> but to have a pencil dick. Oh, like I, I've heard stories oh, from I've my seen, female friends that and yeah. I said, have you ever encountered a pencil dick? My question is always this. Yeah. Have you ever encountered a you know guy with a fucking donkey dick? And or have you ever experienced a micro dick and most of them have and i'm like what the fuck that would be tough yeah like we're, but yeah, can you imagine just the things that, that we deal with as being regular guys can you imagine that oh that would be tough because well, I've, I've worked with men who've, who've had to deal with that and how what's that i've <sighs> been just i've just been in awe of their courage you know to overcome mm -hmm. that to to find their way to, to navigate that it's it is there's a lot of grief involved you know Ugh. in it but like i've seen men you know have healthy sexual expression with that condition wow. you know you hope they can find those resources but yeah do I you mean, find that it do you find that it it um it's it infects them not just sexually but it's like emasculating like in all of their life or are they or are they this this will sound mature because I don't know, but I'm like, are they super competitive in their professional life 
but you know, sexually they just feel like this little boy because yeah. I mean, does it does it does it um transcend all of their life or is it usually just in the sexual yeah, area? Like how does it affect them? I'm, that's oh, I think I'm, it could I mean it just depends on the man. Like really, I mean I, you could make a case where every man is compensating for something somehow, right? Whether it's sexual or monetary or personality or right. intelligence, you know, but yeah, like not naturally, like any man that feels insecure is going to do what he can. Men, men who are really in a healing process, you know, come to find that your masculinity is just not determined by your dick size. Right. It's just not. And, and that's what, and but that's what culture kind of culture does do that. Just like with women. Well, you, it looks, you the know, car you drive and the size of your cop, you know, when you're the co-host, sometimes you got to step up and be the co-host. Right? right. So I'm about ready to just unzip it. <laughs> not that, but the, but the, but a new topic, but, but one of the things that, uh, you know, that, that Michelle and I've, we've had to deal with it in, because of our age is, is having to learn how to reconnect sexually different than we, neither one of us have ever been in the past. Wow. And, and you want to trust me when I say this, you want to have the right partner when you're having those conversations. And she absolutely is. Oh, and I, that's good. Just that's vulnerable for you, isn't it? Very vulnerable yeah. for me because you know, I, it's, it is, it is emasculating in a lot of ways, but it's also, it's, it's just me learning that in the trajectory of life, if you've not figured out that you, you're going to lose, if you don't figure out how to kind of adopt as you go, because things are going to change. This is just another one of them, right? I mean, you thought maybe you were going to be married forever. Now you're divorced. You thought you're going to have a healthy sex life forever. Like it was, it just doesn't work out. Like you've got to realize that life changes you know, evolution takes over and, and you're going to have, if you still want those things, you're going to have to figure out how to reconnect in certain ways. And that's absolutely a conversation that her and I have had to have already. And, and we're within our first year of marriage. And it's not about, you know, the, the attract, it's the fact that we're 51 years old and not 30 when we got right. married, you know, and, and you try to impose things that you felt like you wanted, you felt like when, well, I first got married, I was 30 you think everyone's like, well, you got the honeymoon phase. You know, they kind of insinuate what they're talking about. You still want that honeymoon phase, but physiologically, you're not able to, you know, be at that place where you are. That's a very vulnerable conversation, and it's made us very much closer in a lot of ways. And and those are the types of conversations that I don't look forward to having. But when we do have them, I feel like it's we're, her well, and it I are close, closer. Close yeah. intimate. American well, sex is is so focused on genitals and pleasure and centers. performance like we would performance we would do and i'm not a i'm no master of tantra but like the but the value of that like to i would encourage everyone to look into like tantra practice to understand that good. sexuality is about energetic connection and breath and heartbeat and presence and energy oh my. which you can share that you yeah. know until you die yeah when your dick breaks down you know so like we're, we're just way too focused on genital skin yeah well, for me, just, you know, in, in my experience as you know, a 51 year old, if I have an intellectual connection with you, the, the, the lovemaking is just unbelievable. Yeah. If it's just a, a hookup, it it's, I don't know. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's why that phase of my life, I, I went through it and then now I'm like, no, I'm not really interested in that. You know, 
I, I want the connection because from the connection comes great sex. Uh-huh. You know, to have great sex to, for me, it, it there's a connection. You know, I I not only like this person, I find them interesting. They tickle my brain. Right. That makes me want them. Yeah. It, it's an expression of what you do in all the other parts of relationship, right? You go out to dinner, you know, tell me about your family. And then, you know, I mean, that's where it starts, right? But it just keeps growing. You just keep unfolding and uncovering more and more about this person yeah. and their life. And the same thing is happening sexually, right? Yeah. It's, it's that you're getting to learn about each other physically or that about that person in a new way. I yeah. find that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And being curious. I mean, I, I think for me, I, I, I'm, my personality type never takes, like, if you said you'll never succeed, I'm like, oh yeah. Like mm -hmm. that puts a challenge in me. You know, my, my grandpa was still having sex in his eighties. Um, and he and I talked about it before he passed. Um, cause I was just so curious, you know, I mean, we all knew it was coming to the last six months to a year of yeah. his life. And so I had a lot of really good conversations with him. And one of them, I just asked him, I said, Papa, I said, can I just ask you something? You know, I'm just really curious. And he said, sure. He called me Timbo. He goes, sure, Timbo. I said, like, does this still get, does it still get hard? Just, I mean, can you just, still, like, can you still rock it? Just, just keep fucking Timbo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said that it did, right? It, it still worked and everything. But, but it was funny. He goes, <laughs> He said, he goes, yeah, he goes, but a couple years ago, he goes, that thing quit working. He goes, but my fingers are still working. <laughs> oh my God. And I about, I literally about shit myself. I was laughing so hard and he thought it was so funny yeah. too. Cause he literally was like wiggling his fingers. Most men are like Will Ferrell at Talladega Nights. So they're like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. <laughs> Figure no, it out. That's a, that's a thing. I mean, I think for men. I mean, I'll be, you know, I, 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 I'm lucky, you know, I'm, I'm knocking on wood, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky, right? <laughs> Literally, I, I, or <laughs> I apparently, yeah, I apparently knocking have a, a high, you know, a high testosterone, yeah. I guess I'm assuming I've not had it. Checked. Which, which by the way, maybe that's, what I went is. to I we, we, therapy. They said it wasn't Grant, um, but another fair said, you should get your test, uh, testosterone check. But I went and my doctor said that's overrated. Like a lot of yeah. times people, they, they so guys what think, is it tied to then? So, uh, because I've often wondered like, why is my, you know, still know. every morning grandpa I wake up, is. I still get the hardcore. Well, look at your grandpa. It's, it's genes, man. So is that a lot of what yeah. it is? It's just, yeah. I mean, okay. part it's of it. Probably genes and activity level. Just, you know, you just got to keep doing it. Because I bet there's guys that are listening that maybe they're struggling. So like, oh, absolutely. for me, I would never accept, I would never accept failure of any sort. In other words, if, if something happened, if this quit, I'd be like, well, I'm going to read up on, it. I'm going to do what I need to do. Okay. I need to do squats. I'm going to just like, yeah. I would try to do, is that, I mean, I think you, I think for what I'm hearing you say, you can correct me is that you, you, you think that it's something that you can fix that if I could, I would try, you, but well, yeah, of course. Yeah. If you're, if you're smoking and throwing back sugar and drinking tons of alcohol and you're, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to clean some things up and fix things in order to do it or whatever. Yeah. I, Cause my blood pressure got really high uh, a couple years ago mm -hmm. and my first go wasn't, well, I'm going to go get, you know, going a drug. No, my right. first thing was I'm going to look into my diet. I'm going to look right. into my exercise. I'm right. going to fucking fix this myself. Right. I'm not going on drugs. Right. I have a real aversion to that. And so I uh, went back to the doctor a month later and I've got it all normal. 
just right. because I changed my diet. I, you know, started a new, right. I just, I did whatever I need to do to get that right. fucking figured out. Right. I didn't just accept it. Like, Oh, I guess I'm just going to go on blood pressure medication. I think guys that. don't, I think we don't do ourselves a service as a gender by talking about some of these types of things because other things it's like, you know, like, Oh yeah, does your you know knees bother you when it's raining? Like that's, that's safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're getting older. You know, I can tell what's going to rain the bear drop, you know, but it, but we're never going to bring up the fact that, you know, like, Hey, I yeah. just like, yeah, the weather's going to change. My dick doesn't get hard anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> right. and, and, you know, so those, but those are things that, and then we don't do ourselves a favor because guys are off trying to figure it out by themselves. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to shame ourselves real fast in that area. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard, man. I'll <clears> tell you, I had an experience. I, I don't, this online i probably told you guys as individuals um and this is right after my divorce right after my divorce i had the opportunity to be with uh, a super attractive girl goodness gracious she was like it was a cheerleader at k-state and she was a dance instructor now and she had a she was like a nurse at ku beautiful like just physically unbelievable we had a little bit to drink and she went into her bedroom and she came out uh, a few minutes later, butt naked. And literally it was flawless. <laughs> I went into the bedroom and, and Mr. Winky didn't, did not care, did not wake up, didn't even get pudgy, didn't even interested, really? nothing. I literally went in the bathroom. I closed the door and I literally looked down at my thing and I'm like, on, get dude. your shit together. You got a fucking perfect girl in there. This like, this is like, yeah. get working. It didn't help. Did it, it didn't literally. I, it was the most. It, How did you handle it? it? How did you handle it? Uh, I, with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I took care of her orally, right? I did that. Okay. But then, you know, I got dressed and I left and <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Sometimes I think we forget we're, we're one recording day I woke a up. I, did, I, didn't, I don't care. I didn't take care of her orally, <laughs> but then I needed to go out and warm my car up because it was winter. So I defrosted, I defrosted well, the car. But, hey, but honestly, it bothered um, me. The, the, uh, the one moral day, of it uh, is. It really, really fucked with me. Yeah. One day I woke up and I was peeing blue. <laughs> and uh, I, and then I figured out that I had a whole bunch of beats the night before and it bothered me. That's Jesus, my, I don't want to get old. That's my story. That's, that's, no, my, I, that's I, my story. I'm, I'm sympathetic to the, because it, it, it fucked with me. Oh, like it really, yeah. really, really, really bothered me. Yeah. And matter of fact, my next experience, I was super nervous. Oh, like I bet. Super yeah. nervous. Yeah. Because I thought, what if like this is it? Yeah. I'm fucking 50. And right. It's like not going to work when I right. want it to work. What the right. fuck do I do? Right. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I have never, I, uh, I didn't have any blue pills, you know. Right. Um, or any of that. So, I mean, that would have been a backup, I guess. I guess I should maybe get some, just have a backup. But I, it, that, that was the only time that happened. Yeah. And I don't know if that, I, my, a lot she of my was friends an angel. like, a lot of my friends thought it was probably because I was nervous. Because it was my first experience outside of my marriage, oh, well, um, yeah, that's... or whatever, right. or that she was so pretty that it she was, was glowing. <laughs> yeah. Right, she there had, was just some reason she had right. a purple aura. Yeah, put on her. You're so gorgeous. You broke my penis. 
this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, man, it it, it, yeah. it was it was really a difficult. And I, I in my mind, I all of a sudden became sympathetic, I guess, or empathetic to guys that would have oh sure issues. Yeah. You know, where that that if that was like a normal issue for them. Because it impacted me so gravely, right. just that one experience. I was yep. like, if this was like a common occurrence, mm-hmm. like if I was in the middle of lovemaking and it just quit, mm-hmm. you know, which that happens to all guys. There's not I'm a guy sure. on the planet. I mean, I've had that happen to me where it's just right. like it decides like, hey, I'm just going to take a break for a little time out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like we're going to have to come back later, I guess. I don't know what the hell it's just almost happened. Always, every time that happens, it's almost always something in our heads. We take that to the bank. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're up in our head. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So that's it. That's it. That's Packers. Packers. Happily <laughs> named. <laughs> Invest. So here's the moral of the story. Get yourself some blue pills just in case. The Bible yeah. says. <laughs> we, you know, we I walked did, some unique I, trails tonight, my friends. I've heard, I've heard a lot of pastors say that, that porn is part of the problem. You know, like guys. And I'm like, I look back and I'm now like, no, know. it's like you bought, you know, like I, that's, I don't agree with that. Yeah, then they go home and look at porn. Listen on that. Listen on this, talking about this. Cause I think this is again, another, a, a men, a man yeah. topic, right? Yep. Porn. You know, I'm not a big fan of porn, but there is a genre of porn that I use to assist in masturbation. Cause I don't want to just be like, to try right. to, I don't know. Right. I, I just want to just see There's it. a lot of men that panda bear costumes do that for. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone, Timmy. <laughs> I feel like I got to get you back to the panties comment. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was good. So what about you? Is it feet? Do you oh, watch foot porn? You know, oh, I do love feet, though. Really? Oh, my gosh, Ooh. yes. Oh, yes. So, okay, I have to ask. This. Maybe if this is too much, you don't have to answer it. I could probably, like it's probably feet, too much feet touching you. I mean, is no, that, no, no, no. Oh, just it's like, not that. well, okay. like really cute feet that are well taken care of, you know, that, like that's okay. really important to me. Fascinating. Oh yeah. Cause I like, I like cute feet too, but I, it's like, I don't, I've like never, never had a foot job and like a ring toe on like a, a you know, a Ooh, ring. Oh, ring. I like yeah. that. Toe ring. Toe ring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Toe ring. Oh, I died. Yeah. Yeah. Toe is a disorder. You don't want to fuck with. What about you? It's like monkey arm. What? It's ring toe. Well, actually, what about you? Tape what about you? Do you have any like fetishes or anything weird, Steve? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, if there's like a random button, this is getting I, too I real. Get behind a random button. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good adventure. Do you like belly button rings? <laughs> Not really. I don't oh, but you don't know. dislike them or like them? Just I neutral. Don't have an opinion. Yeah. I what mean, about you? Do you? What about? Oh yeah. I, I, like I like a little bit of alternativeness. A little bit of naughtiness. Yeah. Is she a belly dancer? I think that's the oh. question. Oh, what about you, yeah, Grant? You, you like belly rings? You think you'd be into that? You know, I I just I just like women. I don't. I mean. He goes, I'm just a lover. I did see on my social media, which I never visit. There was a, there was a friend who did a, she put a belly dancing video. She's been doing belly dancing class and it, it was pretty striking. It was riveting. I was just striking. <laughs> it was riveting. Grant's watched it 400 times. Yeah. It brought me back. It brought me back to social media. I like, I like, I'm not, I'm being transferred. I like, I like exotic. You know, like exotic yeah. women, like something about like Polynesian something. Probably because okay. my ancestry is Polynesian. Yeah. No, it's not. It's Norwegian. 
Nope. That's, a, say, that's a different scene. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I had you guys going there for a second. Yeah, you know, I, I do have something. I was talking, I actually was talking to a woman not long ago about porn. And she was like, well, guys are into this and this and this and this. And so they want this and this and this and this. And I had to explain to her, like, like what we watch, like, porn-wise, that's not what we want. No. Yeah, I, I mean, right. Like, right. That's all yeah. about our childhood stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I was like, no, no, we, that's that's not what guys are actually looking for, you know? And yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know, because, like, end of the day, like, everybody knows if you've been drinking a few scotches and then you go to the bathroom and, you know, I mean, maybe <laughs> – you're having trouble getting to sleep, whatever, you know, yeah. you end up some weird corners of the internet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. <laughs> I have had that happen, yeah, man. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> like, I can't get to sleep. Go get the fucking computer, bring it in here. <laughs> the desktop. Is I know, just back. fucking bring that shit in. Yeah, like, if you like had me like line up a bunch of girls, I'd be like, yeah, she's my physical type. It's going to be the chick in the hoodie that I can like tuck under my arm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be two 22 year olds. I mean, no, because I'll be like, right. how do you talk to them? You right. I mean? Yeah. Sometimes the, the more that women um, like plastic surgery, which is totally fine. Right. I had right. plastic surgery on my nose when I was a teenager. Um, so, you know, a boob job, all that kind of stuff's fine. But when, when, when it goes overboard, that all of a sudden becomes very, unattractive yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. You know, where they've got their lips injected yeah. the way they look weird and their skin's pulled super tight mm -hmm. or you can tell they Botox there. It's like it gets to a point where it's like like yeah. now 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 it's left. there has to be a a level of your look has to be somewhat commensurate. It's like someone who's trying to dress to your age. You, it's like somebody that's trying to dress super younger when you're like, you're 60 and you're trying to look like right, you're wearing leather pants. Yeah, like, like those don't like they're <laughs> right. like there's one thing, you know, to like be again, a standard deviation yourself. or two, you know, away, but it's like, you can't be like 20 years off. And I feel like people that are trying to do that, you know, it's yeah. like, you're trying to look like you're 30 again when it's like, it doesn't look right because you're 55 or 60. Yeah. And I'll be honest, that's something I'm, cons I, I tell my kids and I have some friends that I've said, Hey, listen, if you, if I'm, if I ever wear those red leather pants and the lizard skin yeah. shoes. Check would you tell me? Like, yeah. would you tell me? Because keep me in check. Because I, I tend to, I want to be fashionable ish. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I want to be in style, but I want to be in style. Yeah. For the way I look, my age yeah. look. Like I don't want to dress like a typical fifty-five year old. Fuck that. But right. I want to dress not out of my. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm in birthday's a coming up. I'm in yeah. a <laughs> Where are those? Yeah, that'd be sweet. I'm in a wardrobe crisis in my life. I'm I'm between you know the mode I used to be in and whatever's coming next and it just sucks. And I'm 6 foot 5 and just big like I can't. They don't make XL anymore. They don't right. they don't, you know. You, the big and tall man. I need a whole away. podcast about my, uh, I need like a fashion resurrection. Dude, you need no, big and tall is out there, but they might as well call it fat and wide because uh, it's dude, just like you need to hit the untuck it store. They have like 12 different sizes. Really? I don't think any of them. No, they're like, we get got, to my we got size. large short, which is fat. And we got large tall. We got extra large. Right. I'm just going to ask for the fat tall. shirts. Show me the fat shirts and I'm, I'm there. <laughs> No. And that that would be a challenge. I mean, you're because you are you're because you're not fat, but you're just a right. big. I'm built like one of those big Sharpie magic markers that when you take the lid off, everyone can just smell it right away. <laughs> that's, that's like my that's my physique, you know, it's big Sharpie. So this is a shameless plug, and you guys should sponsor us. But brought to you by Eula. Eula. Book. 
But I don't know. See, that's I don't know if they cater to large like men. men. They they probably won't even let me in there anymore. What's Eula? Eula, it's a it's I a wear their jewelry. It's a, it's a great uh, men's store. Oh, okay. And they have great clothing. It's uh, I've quality. always pronounced it Eula. Yeah, but you're oh, probably right. Yeah, I think it's Eula. I don't know. Well, that's yeah. not. Anyway, I think it, I think we should do a fashion podcast. We should. We I should talk about that because yeah, dressing our good. age. I mean, yeah, yeah, because you kind of got the you got the you know the Johnson County look, Lance. Yeah, you know, oh, you yeah. got the yeah. you know clean cut hair parted over to the side, high and tight, real clean. Okay, you know, Gritty. no tattoos, <laughs> no tattoos, clean shaven. I have one tattoo. Remember, I showed. It oh, that's to you right, that's mommy. right. Yeah. But you got the clean shaven. Yeah. You know, you're very, yeah. you're very yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever that look is. But yeah. that's what you are. And then you, you know, you've got it's weird. You've got like a. I'm like more, a mountain man dash yeah. kind of very professional, still, very though. conservative, like a little conservative, but like not conservative because he wears the bracelets. It's like he's got this like I could be wild. y'all. Yeah. Is it like a Grizzly Adams before the cocaine years? <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, you got the facial hair and the yeah. tattoo now. I'm a shapeshifter. See, all new you. And then Steve's got the he's got the badass. He got fight. the shaved head. <laughs> Yeah, you know, man. he's got that, like, he could fucking build a house overnight kind yeah. of a look. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to let you go. Until next month, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining matters. us for Peckers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Woo -hoo>. Right. right. <laughs>